I have so much respect for my competitors, but when people compare me to the other competitors, it really doesn't even faze me because I know I'm already going to win. Athletes want to compete at the CrossFit Games because it is the pinnacle of their sport. If you just get to that point, you are one of the 40 fittest people on the planet. I don't enter a competition thinking that I'm going to lose. Going into the CrossFit Games, my sole purpose there was to win. Coming into the 2022 season, Tia Toomey has a chance to stand alone in history, to be the first and only athlete to win six consecutive CrossFit Games titles. The question was like, how is she going to do it? And what's that going to look like? I don't think it's going to look like years in the past where it's just win, 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 win. Toomey's back to zero. Oh, no. And O'Brien is across. I do not care how hard I go. I'm just going for it. A horse will race so fast that it's hard to slow to that mountain. For the first time in five years, we are going to get to see Ricky Garrard at the CrossFit Games. The last time we saw him was 2017. He finished third, and then he tested positive for PEDs. Seeing Ricky wearing the white leaders jersey, I think forced a lot of people to confront a question that maybe we hadn't really considered about what our feelings would be around the possibility of not only Ricky coming back, but winning. He dropped that. I was like, you're gone. Everyone's yeah. just roaring for someone to see Ricky. <laughs> Roman Krennikov went into destruction mode. He just looked like a machine out there. I know you're hurt. Everybody's f***ing hurt. And you're tougher than everybody. You just get so hyped up. You're like, I'm ready to attack this. This is going to be one of the most epic Saturday nights we've ever had. We've seen this before between Tia Toomey and Laura Horvath. He's got to keep his balance. He's got to keep his balance. Gerard will do it. And Medeiros will do it. Here we go. Bam, we're live. Hey, the only reason why they won't ding us, someone wrote, hey, the one time uh, HQ won't ding us. The only time that, the only reason why they won't ding us is uh, because I pulled it off of uh, Instagram. So that's it. That's it. Uh, the director, Mariah Moore, should be here uh, any uh, minute. She's having some minor technical issues. Let me see. Make sure I gave her the right link. Make sure it's not my fault. That's the cool thing. When people have technical issues, it doesn't even matter. It's our show. It's Queen's show. It's Brittany Cassidy's show. It's Miss Pugface show. It's Fergie's show. It's Stephen Flores's show. It's Philip Kelly's show. It's Jake Chapman's show. It's just our show. It's Jay Hartle's show, who loves the music. Hey, did, did yesterday's show ever get put back up? I know that they pulled it down because of all the copyright claims. It was the most copyright claims we've ever gotten in a single show. It's kind of funny. Your glasses look good. Oh, thank you. They're old. They're old. I just saw them on the counter. And I'm like, you know what? I'll wear these today. Now you're making me have technical issues. Why? Did you go over and see if yesterday's show is up? Uh, Mariah Moore is um, coming on the show. I was looking at her um, Instagram this morning. And uh, I saw this picture. Bam. And, and, I, and then I scrolled down and I realized I took this picture. <laughs> kind of cool. That's her interviewing Greg Glassman. It looks like it's downstairs at HQ in Santa Cruz. Uh, no matter what the business looks like or who is at the helm, my deep-seated love for CrossFit and gratitude to the man who created it will spring eternal. 
Well, that's cool. Little Greg Glassman love. She posted this in May of 2022. Maybe everyone should post one of those. Can you, can you imagine being a CrossFit Games athlete? Just a completely new sport. You'd be out there fucking mowing lawns. You'd be some fucking ding-dong trapped in a medical lab somewhere. 50 pounds overweight, but because of Greg, you have a fucking totally different career. But you're out. I'm out. God damn. I shouldn't I shouldn't have brought that up. It's just me. I just it's it's uh it's completely unreal. I I guess people don't sit around and thank um uh Thomas Edison for the light bulb. Is that who did it or Benjamin Franklin or whoever created that? So This is in your lifetime. This dude's still alive. Especially for you idiots who mischaracterize him. Oh, no. Shoot, 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 shoot. I'm getting wound up. I feel it. I need to chill. I need to chill. Tranquilo, Sevito. Man, I need to read something out of this. Um, out of my Tao Te Ching here. Number 64 from the Tao Te Ching. Fame or integrity, which is more important? Money or happiness, which is more valuable? Success or failure, which is more destructive? If you look to others for fulfillment, you will never truly be fulfilled. If your happiness depends on money, you will never be happy with yourself. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in what things you are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. Lao Tzu. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's a good way. Hi, Mariah. What's up? I was uh, having technical difficulties. Um, you did the same thing I did today. You had issues too? No, I washed my hair. I did that last night. Yeah, I could tell. It's the first time since Sunday. I haven't washed my hair in over a year. I just saw the bottle of shampoo on the ground. I was like, you know what? Today's the day. Does it, does it like how do you keep it clean then? You just don't. Just don't take it down on the man bun? No, 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 no. It has to come down. I just rinse it out with water. I just rinse it out mm. with water. I like it because then it gets really thick like a helmet. I See, I haven't used body wash in years. I don't wash my body. Yeah, you know what? I was surprised how many people don't wash their body. Hiller told me he doesn't wash. Andrew Hiller doesn't wash his body either. No soap. Yeah, no soap. Yeah. I got a hairy butt, so I have to use soap. I feel like I have to use soap. I have to lather down there. Stuff gets caught. <laughs> If you don't, don't be crass. Don't be crass. Mariah. <laughs> uh, I listened to the PR PR all day podcast yesterday with Nicole. You've never talked about her resigning and coming back like a different show, but thank you. Eaton Beaver. Thank you. What a trippy name. Can you imagine naming your kid Eaton Beaver? You think that's actually their name? No, I was just seeing if yeah. you are like I do. <laughs> Holy cow, dude. An, uh, another movie. Congratulations. I know. Thank you. No one has any idea how much work that is unless they've put together a movie, you know? Like, yeah. You get a movie, you can't even fathom it. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I'm like, I'm okay with criticism, but I'm like, I respect your opinion a bit more. If you know what it takes to do it, you know? What people don't realize is that every second 24 pictures go by or 30 pictures go by or 60 pictures go by or 120 pictures go by. And so for you as not only the director or the editor 
every one of those pictures matters to you. It's not for, for us. We're just watching them go by and make movement. But for right. you, you're looking at every picture and be like, should I cut on this one? Or should I go two pictures over and cut on this one? Or should I go three pictures? Should I start the dissolve at this picture? Or should I start, right. start the dissolve? And you're clicking over one picture at a time. Or you're bringing that razor blade down one picture at a time. And people, like, no one has any fucking clue. Like, hey, th this isn't just like some random, like, hey, I cut it here. And, I, and I'm, right. I'm like, within a second, it's no big deal. Right. Well, it's not... The mountain of footage you capture after the games too, or you have, you have to go through after the games. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely nuts. You know what? Um, I, this was the first games doc I've probably watched. I, I definitely didn't watch the, the previous year, last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Congratulations. I absolutely Thank loved you. it. You know, what's kind of interesting. The stuff that I liked the least in it was the CrossFit stuff. <laughs> you know like, like at the intro and end the kind of like hey this all takes place and there's kind of like hey this is the community and then at the end oh. th then there's the whole meat and potatoes of the movie the competition yeah and then at the yeah. end it closes with like and don't forget like this happens in this community but I, yeah. I i not not that i didn't like it but i was i i the meat and potatoes were crazy good job i'm not a tia Toomey fan i'm not i'm not a hater at all i just don't mm -hmm. know her at all you know what i mean i've never and i walked away from that movie being like holy shit i love her yeah, she's great. She's great. She's a cool girl. And you did Ricky right, too. I mean, we never... Not that... Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, we... I mean, you probably remember when we went out and shot with him in 2017. I think we were all a bit devastated when we found out that he had popped. Because we all loved him. You were back... You Did you do the... You did behind the scenes in 2017. It was 2018 that you didn't do him, right? Correct. Correct. So you, you were back there with him, too, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody really wanted to do him dirty. No. I remember I remember, we were slated to go out and shoot with him in Australia, Heber and I. And like two days before we went out, Justin came into our office. And he was like, hey, I don't think you guys want to go on that trip anymore to see Ricky. And we were like, why? No, like his, his um, A sample just tested positive. Like we don't know for sure because, you know, his B samples right now is getting pulled to get tested as well. And we we're like, well, we, we still have to go. I mean, if, if he... Oh, they don't know filmmakers, do you? You guys were like, oh, we definitely are going now. That was like ill intention, though. Not with ill intention, but we were like, we have to go. This is part of the story if if he does test positive. And so we went and like we got to know him a little bit at the games. But then when we were there, Heber and I were just like, holy shit. We were just like praying his sample was negative because we loved him so much. And so when we got... JB emailed us like a few hours. No, maybe even like we were sitting in the car about to go do his interview, his master interview. And it was the last thing we were doing on the shoot. And we got the email saying that his B sample had also tested positive. And at that point, like Ricky knew that his A had sample had popped or tested positive, but he didn't know yet that the B had the B sample. Um, and we like it's not something we had talked about with him and i don't and they didn't know that we knew um and then we had to we found out that he his b sample tested positive and then we had to get out of the car and go do his interview with him and we were gutted we were devastated we did not we were not stoked when we heard that it's crazy did, did any part of you feel dirty being there it's kind of weird being a filmmaker right like you're there to capture mm -hmm. it but you also feel a little guilty like it's like going to film at a funeral yeah yeah oh for sure i mean it's kind of like that 
I mean, definitely in that situation, it was pretty uncomfortable. But even when you're at the games, there's situations where you're pushing a camera into their face during a really intimate or emotional moment. And you feel like you're, you feel like you want to crawl out of your own skin because it feels inappropriate for you to be there. But you have to do your job and you have to document and, and and in hindsight, you're never – that's the thing also too early you realize, you realize. In hindsight, you're always like, okay, I'm glad I have this. If I don't want to show it now, that's fine. But at mm-hmm. least I have it. You're mm-hmm. never you're never like – I've never gone home and been like, oh, shit, I wish I wouldn't have filmed this. Right. All, 90% of the time, like, God, I'm so happy I sacked it up and wasn't, wasn't a little bitch and filmed this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to do it. And then – and not to say you don't get – I mean – you get a little calloused. It gets easier and easier. That's a terrible thing, but you're better at your job for it. What year did you start working for CrossFit? 20, uh, shit, 2013, I think end of 2013. And was that the first time? So I know a lot of people start off as contractors before they became employees. Were you a contractor first? Mm-hmm. And yeah, how long were you? A year. Uh, yeah, a year. And then who hired you? Tyson hired you? No. Uh, Charlie and Joe. Charlie oh, okay. And Joe oh, you started? Okay. I think that's that. Now yeah. my memory's starting to come back. I remember you started on the game side of the house. Yeah, I was a PA. I was like literally wrapping cables for the update show. <laughs> like pinning mics on people and stuff. And you had never held a camera? No, I had. I was. It was something that I wanted to do. So when my hometown, Lompoc, California. Um, I started going to their, the local affiliate when it opened in 2012. I was about to graduate high school. Um, and I had always wanted to pursue film and photography. It was something that I had aspired to do since I was like 13 years old. Um, and so I just started doing, make, like creating content for the affiliate. And then Torin, Torin Simpson's um, brother uh, went to the gym introduced me to Torn when Torn was visiting because at the time Torn was an employee of CrossFit. And then just, be, and then I started sending my stuff to Torn for advice. And then he was like, Hey, um, there's openings for like to be a production assistant for the update show. It's like literally the bottom of the totem pole, but you know, I'll put, I'll put your name in with the powers that be, if that's something you're interested in. So I sent in my resume, lied on my resume about what I was capable of doing. And I was like, Oh, I can just learn really quick. Right. Course. And then, and then I went up and interviewed with Charlie, and they hired me. So I, I quit my college classes and my job at Starbucks, and went to work for CrossFit. I can't think of two better people, three better people to work with: uh, Torin, Charlie, and Joe. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty, pretty stoked. Amazing. Those, yeah, those are great fucking people. Those are great oh, human yeah. beings. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It's cool because Charlie was like, "Hey, what, you know, I I would always ask to do." work for you and Tyson because that was ultimately what I wanted to do. That's what Charlie, I remember. I remember you yeah. wanted to like slowly slither over to the <laughs> that's a good way the other side of the slither. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely scheming, that's for sure. No, but I, uh Charlie was always open to me taking on work. Joe always held me to a really high standard which made me want to be better and then Torn was always so good about just taking the time to teach me things. So I had a lot of really good people in my corner. It's crazy um how many people came up there, right? I mean, you just think uh, Joe Novella must be so proud of people like you and Charlie. Probably. Just, I, I mean, I would just hope so. murdering, right? Yeah, I hope so. Hey, um, there was there was a uh, for the uh, by the way, Mariah said she's out of Lompoc, California. That's for those people who don't know. That's probably like uh, 
don't know, 120 miles north of Los Angeles, right? Yeah, it's like two hours. Okay. And then um, there was a, I think that there was a, a film made out of your gym of a guy who was running with a kettlebell. Yeah, I made that. That was the first thing I pitched it to Tyson. As incredible. I that, and that so was bad. fucking incredible. That was amazing. Oh, thanks. I can't watch it anymore. It's like, oof. Oh, that was like, amazing. How is that? So the guy was running with the kettlebell. He turned a corner and his back went out and he was basically paralyzed, right? Yep. And then I think he had like a two-year goal. He was paralyzed from the waist down. He had a two-year goal of being able to do the open again. And he was able to, and through, he rehabbed through CrossFit and was able to do the open. Um, Allegra R, uh, watch Tyson interview with Chase on the CrossFit Games podcast. This one looks sick. So many storylines. Yeah. It is good, Allegra. You, you're going to really like it. It moves very, 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 very fast. It is awesome. I really enjoyed it. Every time but, I'm able to get a doc under two hours long, which is always the goal, I think of the time that, do you remember this? I think it was with Redeemed and the Domino. I think the movie like came in at like two hours and 15 and like Keeper and Mars and I sat back and we're like, yeah, we're done. And then you came back like right before Christmas break and you're like, hey, you guys need to shave off 30 minutes. Do I remember do remember that? fighting with you guys a few times. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, remember the exact it, details. Every time I get it under like the two hour mark, I'm like, yes, yeah, he couldn't say shit right now. I fucking did it. I got it under. <laughs> um, I've told this story on here before and, and, and I'm open to the story being um, uh, hyperbole, but you tell me if it's true. I remember one time um, we were working out downstairs and there were a bunch of us working out, and I was by the bay doors. I may have even slithered outside, like, to hide. And I was doing overhead squats, and I think the overhead squats were supposed to be 135, and I was using 95 pounds. Does this story sound familiar to you? No, not yet. Keep going. And I hear this voice from across the gym uh, say something like, um, use 135, you little bitch. <laughs> that was me? And I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 40 year old man. I mean, I absolutely loved it. I, I think that's when I first started adoring you. I was like, wow, I just, uh, you, does that sound familiar to you? That story? Yeah. I mean, I'm a bit of a bully sometimes in, in the gym. I was like, holy it's shit, a, it's a in... fucking 25 year old girl just called me a bitch from across the gym. <laughs> you may be one of the only people who worked there who was shorter than me, who's smaller than me. <laughs> well, how tall I are you? Like... Are you, may, I, I should ask how tall you are before I say you're shorter than me. How tall are you? Like five, four in the morning. Okay, good. By the I'm evening a... and things start to compress, I'm probably like 5'3". Right, right, right. I might actually be 5'3", and I've just lied to myself. Uh, right, I, I, that ha that can happen. Um, and <laughs> then 5'8". And then, right, yes. And <laughs> then, the and then so, so you worked there, uh, you started over on the game side, you came over to the other side of the house, and um, at that point your boss was Tyson, and you guys started eventually da dating, and now you guys mm -hmm. are married and have three kids. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. It's controversial, isn't it? I don't know. Who the fuck else are you supposed to date? <laughs> that's that's what it was it was like at CrossFit. We were all dating each other. Yeah, you 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 got to you got to date um you got to date someone. Uh this picture I'm about to show is just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is that twins. is that with the twins or is that with the most recent? Oh one? yeah, no, that's with the twins. Look at how big I am. That's what I twins. know. That's that's surreal. I got huge. I got did huge. Tyson? Did Tyson take that? Yes. 
Um, and what documentary are you editing here? I don't think I was working on a documentary at that point. That was twenty. That was in twenty nineteen. So I was just working on like, uh, like little things here and there for CrossFit. When when you um uh, get pregnant, did you have morning sickness, Mariah? Oh yeah. And did you just keep working through it? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was like it was. It was really really severe in the early mornings for me with the twins. Yeah. So it was pretty much, I would eat breakfast. I would eat a huge breakfast because I knew I was going to throw it up no matter what. So I was like, if I just eat a really big breakfast, I'm, maybe I'll be able to like retain some of the nutrients and maybe I won't throw everything up. Um, but it was pretty much a given that I would lose my breakfast. But then by like one or two in the afternoon, I'd feel okay. And then I'd be able to eat and work out. Yeah, great. And then, and then you just kept working. You, 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 you didn't oh, take- yeah. You didn't take any time off. You just kept sh- – and you would go on shoots also? No, I wasn't going on shoots. It was – so in 2019 when The Last of Us got let go at CrossFit, it was it was like <laughs> we were working on the – remember the, the Hobart psych wall stuff that we did with the, yes. the Phantom? Yeah, so yep. that stuff still had to be done. And so Dalton and I – Dalton, Michael Dalton and I had been working on that. And so it like even though we were both let go – we had all of this content that we were sitting on and they were like, well, we still need it to be made. So we got contracted and it, it, that lasted for like a really long time. And so other people would shoot it and then you'd get the footage and you'd edit. No, we just had all the footage still. Oh. We spent like a few days just shooting. Right. Hobart and I forgot. The, I forget was the it Julie? Name. No, it was the gymnast. Oh, I can't remember her name. I was going to say Michael Fronte, but it's not Michael Fronte. No, that's the musician. God, what was that guy's name? That, that Olympian. Chad Vaughn? No, that's the the weightlifter, right? Yeah. The Olympian. Oh, like the power monkey guy? No, different Olympian. Anyway. Okay. And and then and then this most and then so so this most recent movie. Why do, why are you calling it retroactive? What's that mean? Um, it was kind of it's just it's a bit of a for that year was like going back so that you can move forward in the sense of like hey get back to the basics like that quote from greg about like once you've mastered something go back and pay closer attention so it was was kind of a playoff of uh um adrian bosman doing the programming because he was digging through the old journals and stuff in that regards Mm -hmm. and who named the movie that was a boz suggestion really for the name of the movie and you took it yeah, I mean, we we reached the titles are really hard. I feel like. Yeah, me too. So, I we reached out to a handful of people and we we're like, hey, if you were to name it this year's, like, if you could summarize the this year's games in like a couple of words, what would it be? And so we had like a whole list of things and like we had our own ideas too, and that's what Boz had suggested. And we're like, hmm, we like that. We like the sound of it. Um, uh, you know, you know who else? He looked great in the movie. He came across great in the movie. Matt Fraser came across great in the movie. It was kind of it was interesting to see that side of Matt. I mean, you if if the goal was to show a Matt stressed out, you really showed him stressed out. He looked like he he got ten years older in that movie. He looked stressed. Yeah, that and wasn't that, intentional. I think he was just like that back there. And then and then that closing shot with uh, him and O'Keefe, like basically with crying with their with their cheeks pressed up against each other. <laughs> And, uh, and and then and, and Tommy and Sean did an incredible job narrating. Yeah, they're great. I mean, crazy, incredible. How is that? Or do you go in there and you're like, okay, guys, I'm doing this scene. Talk to me about this. And then they just improv that shit? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, you remember how it goes. It would just, it's kind of like uh, we have like a basic list of questions that we want to ask, like storylines or, or whatever. And then we would start going just event by event. Walk me through what happened in this event. Oh, okay. Then there's this moment or there's something, they say something that I'm like, that we were like, oh, well, you know, expand on that. That's interesting. Things like that. Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty organic how it goes. Usually Dude, the only it, it's thing incredible. That, yeah, that's great. And then it's just, I don't know. I, I've had a couple people ask, like, how do you come up with the questions? And it's just like, I don't know. They kind of just come to you when you're sitting there and you're listening to people talk. Are, are, are you, when you interview, let's say that Tommy's painting a scene, when you mm -hmm. interview him for that, is the edit already done? Or, or, or by edit, I mean the rough edit. Is, is there like, um, is it um, laid down in the timeline? And then you're like, okay. I need Tommy to talk over this. I need Sean to talk over this. I need Adrian to talk over this. And then I'll chop up all their sound bites to, to, to give the, the words for the pictures. Or do you not even have the pictures laid down yet, but you just know what they're going to be? Um, I think every single interview, except for the Boz interview and the Mal O'Brien interview, were all shot the day after the games. Holy crap. So you don't yeah. even, so you're carpet bombing. You're like, I got to get them to talk about everything. Yeah, so when I, I go back, I can paint any picture I want. Yeah, most of the interviews are minimum like an hour and a half. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so this year, Monday after the games, we had um, three rooms dedicated to interviews. And we just had people rotating through them from like 7 a.m. to like 9 p.m. the Monday after the games. You're not even doing all the interviews? You're having to... No. Uh, this oh was the first God. year that we did that. This was the first year that we did that because we wanted to try to get as many people done as possible at the games while people are all in one space than trying to do the normal thing, which is do both like travel to people. We wanted to try to knock out as many. So I think we had, because we kind of partner up with um, Hamilton Road Production because they were doing Miles to Madison at the time. And so we were working closely with them to help make sure that they got what they needed. We just, we collaborate really well with them. Um, and so Kathy Eller um, had, uh, she was conducting one interview room that was, um, dedicated to the Miles Madison series, but she, they also had characters that we needed. So I would just give her questions that I also wanted asked. And then I think we had Torin in the other interview room. And then I sat in one, the one that was like dedicated to doc. All set up the same, same backdrop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's crazy for people who don't know. The reason why that's crazy is at least if Mariah is doing all the interviews, she can hear all of it firsthand and start putting it together in her brain. And then she can also pivot off of questions and she can start like basically like, okay, if Sean said this, then I definitely want to ask Tommy this. And then I definitely want to ask Adrian this. And if you have three different people doing it on because you have compressed time, all of those abilities go out the door. Man, that's a, that's a crazy amount of pressure. Yeah, but it's also like we also made sure the right people were interviewing. Right. Because it was like, you know, I've worked for, with Torn for 10 years. Right. So it's like I already, I already know his style. I already know what how he's going to interview. And I – trust that he's going to get everything that I would want or need. Um, do you have an idea of how many hours of footage you had in totality? No, it's great. It's, I, I mean, size wise, I think it was around 30, 30 plus terabytes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe closer to 50. I think it was 30 when we were, <laughs> when we were packing up Sunday night. So after all the interviews, it was probably closer to 50 terabytes. Hey, do, do you have what? What do you have? A hundred terabyte drive at your house that you work off of? Do you have anything mm -hmm. massive you work out? You do. 
Mm-hmm. I have three of them. Yeah, that sounds about right. Are they redundant or they're all separate? They, a couple of them are, no, they're all separate because they're, they house the documentaries. And so I have one copy and then CrossFit has the other copy of all the footage. So I, I don't have to store redundance. Do you ever wonder what you, how you're going to get rid of all that stuff? Like I have boxes and boxes of hard drives, even just shit that's in 1080, 720. Well, is it, it's kind of scary though, because like, I don't want to get rid of it because I don't, sounds terrible i don't trust that they're not going to lose the footage <laughs> oh of course of course of course <laughs> so i'm like i'm just going to keep housing this stuff and i don't know like maybe someday they might ask me for it like these i have stacks of i have boxes full of these dude me too stuff from just like boxes years ago oh yeah, yeah i would love to know what's on that you probably have all the greg shit huh yeah all, all of it yep uh, what I what I what's interesting is that you say that you shot. So I always brag that I I have about a hundred terabytes of footage at my house. Like just all, and and I have redundant three times. I have three one hundred terabyte drives, and they're all they're all cool. Um, but but now you're shooting in four K. Oh yeah, right? and not just that, but Red Raw. Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Are you happy with the movie? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's, I would have, I'm really happy with it. I think in a perfect world, though, I would have gotten a lot more pre-production time. Um, Just the way things have shook out the past few documentaries. um, I'm I was asked to come on and do it like literally like three weeks before the games, both, both times. And so I think I would have liked to do, have done a lot more with it. When when you say short notice, how short is short? Like three weeks. Yeah, fuck. Before the games. Wow. So at that point, you're not you're not planning stories. You're jumping onto every single rental gear site and crossing your fingers you can get all the gear that you need and reaching out to people and hoping that they're not booked up. And and I'm guessing super limited budget. You're not going to all four corners of the earth doing home shoots. No, like skeleton budget. Like it's crazy. I uh, yesterday I did a show and I, I'm really tripping and uh, feel free to uh, p- push back anywhere you want. If I step on any okay. taboo uh, subjects, I, I um, uh, obviously you're not obligated to answer anything. Um, and, and I, and I view you as a, a friend, so I don't want to put you in hot water, but I, um, I, I've seen very limited, very limited production coming out of CrossFit HQ in terms of media mm-hmm. and very, very limited. And the stuff that I am seeing, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've gone into detail about that. Now we have what's coming out as the biggest, most high profile potential piece of content that C- CrossFit can ever put out every year outside of if they got the ESPN contract. And I know you know this, but I'm, I'm painting it for the people at home. And the reason why is because if they would have, like if I would have worked there and you were making that doc, we would have started pumping it. And you and Heber and Mars and Ian were great. You guys would, I wouldn't even have to ask you guys. You guys would be like 30 days before the movie starts, play this 29 days, play this 28 days, play this. And you guys would start hammering, right? You guys would, and you would mm-hmm. start fighting with the publishing team. This needs to be here. And we would start <laughs> trying to place it and you would build this hype train. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Oh, I gave myself goosebumps. That's crazy. I don't do that. And also you, good we, days back then. 
you guys would build this hype train and then and and then Leaf would publish it. And then when it went live on iTunes, it would stay as the number one iTunes documentary fuck for months sometimes. Or it would be in that top 30 fucking for a year, it seemed like just forever. And I always thought, holy shit, no one has any idea how much free publicity this is getting CrossFit. It's sitting there on Netflix, it's sitting there on iTunes, it's sitting there on YouTube, it's sitting everywhere just in that in that number one documentary number one like it would be fighting with marvel movies for the number one spot yeah it, it beat the academy award-winning film that year that was about um the uh, the uh, pretty uh, brunette lady with the big nose who died uh, who's that famous singer i can't remember but um uh she died of a drug overdose and her documentary won the academy award and she couldn't get the oh, number one amy spot. winehouse amy winehouse yeah yeah i felt yeah. bad i'm like fuck we keep pushing the the, the dead lady can't get number one spot because Mariah Heber, Mars, and Ian are fucking pushed her out. And <laughs> I would not even know if this movie I, – I, I think maybe I, – I, the only reason why I know this movie's coming out is I think it was either a few months ago. And I don't, I, I don't talk to you and Tyson very often, but I just happened to be texting with one of you, and it came up. Like, well, I said, maybe, what are you working on? And then mm -hmm. I'm watching the buildup, and I see fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they have limited budget. They obviously fired uh, Justin because they have serious financial issues or else they wouldn't have fired him, right? If he was doing a good job financially, he'd still be here. And um, the they didn't even have enough money to film events one and three. And if I'm going to just be completely crass here, it looks like the same way someone hates Chase Ingram, it looks like someone hates you. It looks like someone is sabotaging your film. I actually was speaking with Greg yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? Are are you are you am I mischaracterizing this? Can you say that? Is are, are you devastated that your film isn't being? I still do, I still haven't seen anything. I, I could go over to the CrossFit game site and there, I think there's one post, Mariah. Let me see. Uh, I if I were had the reins, I would have done things a lot differently. Do they not see the value? Do they? Yeah. So here it is. Look it. This is the CrossFit Games Instagram. Wouldn't you, wouldn't, shouldn't there be like a nine picture post there? You know what I mean? Where they do nine posts and it makes just one image of the games coming out. Like, shouldn't that be on there today? I mean, I would love that. <laughs> but, but not even for you. I'm talking about for the, at the end of the day for the affiliates. So what happens is, is this goes number one on iTunes and then all the people who don't want to buy it on iTunes, for people who don't know, I, I know Mariah knows this. I'm not preaching to Mariah. Mariah knows this. Right. It, it goes number one on iTunes, and then you release it on Netflix. And because it went number one on iTunes and people don't want to buy it on iTunes, then it goes number one on Netflix. And then when it goes number one on Netflix, people start going into the affiliates because right. they start saying, oh, shit, I'd never heard of this stuff. I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. it happen over and over. It's yeah. not, I, I'm not, this isn't rocket science. Right. It's free. Um, it's free for them, right? Instagram doesn't charge CrossFit to post something. It's just like for us, it's free, right? Yeah, it's a, and I'm pretty sure it's the only revenue generating piece of media that um, comes out of CrossFit. Uh, I don't. Are you involved? Let me let me be gentler. Are you involved okay. with um, the promotion of this film? I created a, a shit ton of assets. Okay, can you show? Tell me where they are so I could go see them. Um. I mean, there's one way back. There's one way. There's one way back here. There's this one. Hey, how dope is that poster art, though? It's crazy. You want to know the story behind that? Yeah, please tell me. 
Good change of subject, by the way. Great change of subject. <laughs> this guy who makes this stuff, if it's who I think it is, is a legend. Well, it gets cooler. Yeah. His daughter, I we uh, I commissioned his, I believe she's 16, his 16-year-old daughter to make that for us. Crazy. She, she did all of that by hand. All of it. Even like the texture on it. Everything she did, she drew by hand. Really? Yeah. It's Those are daughter. drawings of Tia and... Um... That's not like some just Photoshop filter. No, Diaz was telling me the other day that he had to go into like her project to, because she like does it on a tablet. I don't know how it works, um, but he had to go into her project to add the logo and stuff. And he was just, I guess he hadn't thought about it. But when he went in there, he went to like maybe move some texture around, and he realized he couldn't because it was actually all hand drawn in place. It wasn't just like stamps or whatever. Uh, just to tell you how old school uh, this guy is, this is basic. This was uh, a guy who had a senior position over at the UFC. I think he maybe was even their art director. He lost, I want to say, nearly a hundred pounds, and because he lost that weight, he he applied for a job at CrossFit HQ, mm -hmm. and he is. Uh, watching him work is crazy, right? If you're in the room with him and you ask him for something, and he'll he'll whip something up right in front of you. Yeah, he's it's it's. CrossFit's very lucky to have that that talent. So. Crazy lucky. Yeah. But that he came on back in the day when we were all there because we just fucking loved it and we wanted to work there so bad. Yeah, nuts. Okay, so so there's this poster. Mm-hmm. Uh what's that mean? What's Lat Latman's what's Latman? Lat Latman. Latam. Yeah, what what is that? Latin American? Oh, oh. As opposed to other kinds of Spanish? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What are you? Are you, what are you? Mexican. Yeah. But I'm the generation of Mexican where, uh, my grandmother didn't teach my mother Spanish because she thought it was better if my mom didn't speak Spanish, um, just because of how she was treated. My grandma was treated for speaking Spanish. Both, so your, parents? Both your parents are, are, no, are just, Mexican? Just my mom. What's your dad? White. Uh, you, um, you look Native American, right? My mom looks Native, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you look, her, her, you look like a portrait. You're very cool looking. You like the way oh, you look? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> it it's fine. I'm not going to change it. Yeah, you look great. You're, you have a very unique look to you. It's cool. Mm. Like me. Like me. I'm distinguished old guy now. What are you? Armenian? I'm Armenian. I'm Armenian. Mm. You look Armenian. Thank you. Uh, June 30th, it comes out in English and Latin American Spanish. And then uh, uh, and then July 4th, was six days later, it comes out in Castilian Spanish, Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, and Parisian French. God, I've never seen these. I've never seen it, words like that. Yeah. Oh, as opposed to Canadian French? That's I don't know. Okay. And that's it. Yeah, they they went a different route with distribution this year. What does that mean? That's a gentle way of saying you don't want to talk about it? No, um, things operate really differently now. There's a lot of, I mean, you know how it was back in the, the, the old days, we were highly involved in every aspect of things. Yeah. Um, and there are some pretty hard, and I'm not an employee of CrossFit either, so I can't, you know... There's a lot of stuff I'm not involved in anyway. Do you own the uh, movie or did they pay you to make it? 
they paid me to make it. Yeah, what the fuck are they doing? This is an incredible this is an incredibly uh uh a massively lost opportunity. Can anyone is anyone in front of an Apple TV right now? Can anyone see if it's number 1 on documentaries? I cannot not. ever re- I cannot ever remember. I, I, I can you ever remember when we worked together that our documentaries didn't sit in the number 1 spot on documentaries and and top five in the world for all movies we were blasting marvel movies do you remember that avengers and the crossfit doc came out at the same time and we pushed them down mm-hmm. i probably have I pictures the, of it somewhere. The, the frowning doc it was like competing the frowning doc was competing for the number one spot not just in documentaries or pre-orders but in like all movies yeah it was competing with jurassic park or jurassic world or right. whatever one it was and i remember a couple of years later it was it was it pushed out something marvel had made and i was like good that marvel sucks getting worse too isn't it i feel bad i think heber and mars though like marvel i felt bad i'm like look your movie's kicking at marvel's ass i think it's just heber heber loves I don't know marvel. If mars does oh he loves marvel hey is tia coming back yeah i think i'm pretty sure she publicly said that i know but you're good friends with her i want you you, you have some different insights yeah no she's planning on coming back next year and, and she'll win uh Probably. What do you, what do you think's happening with these girls? What do you th- are, are you surprised to see a Mal and Haley drop out? Do you ever sense any of that? Um, you, you ever you ever been down there on the floor the last couple of years and be like, holy fuck, this pressure is so insane. One of these girls is going to crack. No, but I I kind of feel the same pressure too in a lot of ways. Tell I me. feel like the more when I. When I was co-directing with Heber and Mars, I always had a chip on my shoulder because I felt like I had something to prove, right? Like I was given a solo standalone doc. Um, I thought I did a great job. Um, and then I was given another one and and then another one. And every single time I felt more and more insecure. And so the more fanfare, the more um, acknowledgement of your work, there's more pressure. You have to mm. perform the next the, as well next time. So... And Even nowhere to I, hide, right? You can't be like, well, Heber and Mars, it's, now it's just you. You're you're not on a yeah, team anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, the, the more popular you get, for me, at least personally, how I, like, I'm not, I don't like being in front of cameras. I don't like people knowing me. I'm really, I just don't feel comfortable with that. And so, you know, the more that's writing on my name, the more anxious I feel and the more insecure I feel and the more I want to crawl into a hole. So I get that. Like, I get that with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're out there fucking barely clothed, fucking exercising in front of the entire community who every single person knows their name. I can't imagine the pressure of Mal with Tia being um, dropping out. Yeah. Um, everybody's like, well, now she's going to win. I can't imagine dealing with that pressure. Yeah, for sure. I must have said it a thousand times. I thought when I saw Tia drop out, I thought Mal was going to win for the next 10 years. Exactly. And so it's like, I can't. That would be crippling for me, at least. So, no, I'm not surprised by it. Mm-mm. Hey, people are going to see something in that documentary about Mao, in your documentary about Mao, that's like, oh, shit. Like, that interaction that you caught between her and Fraser, I don't want to ruin it for people, but it, it's it's lengthy. And it's like, there's something going on there. Like, What do you mean? Uh, the stuff that we, the stuff that people have already alluded to, the fact that, like, she has a workout problem. Oh yeah, dude. And like, actually, like she, like they can, they, they have no rain. They can't rein her in. 
Like she, yeah. she basically she, they laugh, but she lies to Fraser and others about her injuries or her recovery because she's so addicted. She doesn't want to be told to chill out. Yeah. So I, that scene was actually like at least three times as long initially. And um, I had to, I was asked to pull the majority of it just because it was, they, we CrossFit didn't want to encourage um, unsafe habits. Wait a second. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Did I say too much? <laughs> I didn't mean, I didn't mean that as like a, I mean, I didn't mean hey, that as like a bad Let me, thing let me, let me guess this. Let me, let me say guess this. The people who asked you to pull have never made a movie, have they? Holy fuck, dude. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I think, um, I think what's, <laughs> I mean, it pissed off Greg. It pissed off Greg that people, that there was this idea that CrossFit's not safe, right? And like, there's a desire to not feed into that narrative of CrossFit not being safe because we all know CrossFit's really fucking safe. And the best thing you can do for yourself is walk into a CrossFit and affiliate. And you don't want to portray an image where, if somebody who hasn't done CrossFit watches that and they, they listen to these stories where it's not being done, potentially not being done safely, that it's going to um, put a bad taste in their mouth and they're not going to want to walk into an affiliate. So I get it from that stance. I do. I'm, I'm right? just not buying kind of, but I'm just not buying it. Like, so um, uh, before type two diabetes was around the number one reason that people had um, um, amputations and prosthetics was motorcycles. Like they kept the prosthetic industry fucking fully booming, right? Before type two diabetes, and yet motorcycle sales it never affected them. It's like, hey, dude, this is what we do. This is a fucking extreme. It's like you you know this as well as I do. Like when people are like safety first, you're like, fuck you, safety first. This is the CrossFit Games. Like we're crowning the fittest. Get your ass out there and run in a hundred degrees. But someone might get hurt, dude. Professional sport, motherfucker. It's like I mean, I'm not asking the indie indie racers not to wear um, seatbelts, but dude, you got to go fast. Yeah, I definitely push back on pulling out this the the meat of the scene. That's for sure. But um, you also have to it, pick and choose your battles. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, um, how how much do you think was how, so? So they were they were highly other people were highly involved in the edit. Was it the people who I know who is 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 it who I'm thinking in my head? Um. And editing or giving back feedback? Asking you to pull stuff out. I mean, there's only a few it's handful probably, of people who work there. Yeah, no, it's um, it's probably not who you're thinking. Just oh, because okay. things have changed, especially with um, how things have changed in the past. There's, I mean, you know, there was the whole restructure at the beginning of the year, which was halfway through creating the doc. And so it kind of went from a, a small handful of people that were giving input to a they're no longer giving input now. A whole new group of people's giving input. And it and it was um, during the middle of the making of this. They had a restructure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I mean. So we started with a, a couple. There were a couple of people that were had a say. Then there was the restructure. Those people no longer had a say. And then there was a new group of people that had a say. Um. Uh. This interview's gotten sideways. Um. You know. You know. There's. There. They fired Leaf Edmondson. Yeah. And you know him very well, right? Yeah. I love and, Leaf. Uh, yeah, and 
you and you worked very very closely with them i'm sure you've had a lot of good times with them and a lot of fights mm -hmm. with them um mm -hmm. but um does that blow you but I, and same with me but i can't ever like I, he would be one of the last people i would fire my, my take on it is is like hey if you have a problem with leaf you should probably find someone else to lead him it's like having someone who doesn't know how to ride a bike and then throwing the bike away it's like no either learn how to ride a bike or find someone who does know how to ride a bike right yeah. Do you think, mm -hmm. do you think that way about him? Like, that's how valuable I think he is. Like that dude can't be replaced. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I'd fire me before I fired him. There's a handful of people that, um, that it's more than he's good. Hey, it's, um, Tyson and I were talking about it last night and it's like one of the main things that we want to see back at, CrossFit HQ is the culture, uh -huh. you know? And so it's like, yes, Leaf was, is, was really, really good at his job, but he was also kind of that gate, gatekeeper with the culture, you know? Crazy gatekeeper of the culture, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's really hard to see go. Uh, down, Dan Straub, they did fire uh, Sevy before they fired him. Okay, thanks. Okay, fine. Fuck you, Dan. Okay. <laughs> how long is it? How long ago? What year were you at going? <sighs> I don't, I don't, rem I, I don't remember exactly, but I just remember that, um, it was, um, it was basically, it was during, it was COVID had already started and they were getting some sort of funding and that they couldn't fire people and still get that funding. And so they waited till the day the funding was done. And then they fired me and my wife in the same day. Hey, I know how that is though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tyson, I got let go on the same day and I was pregnant with twins. Oh man, did I fire you? It was you? the day. Uh, no, you had already been. Uh, you didn't have that power anymore. <laughs> I had already been fucking castrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was the day that we found out. We knew we were pregnant. We kept it to ourselves. We we knew I was pregnant. We kept it to ourselves. We had scheduled, and you remember at this time, it was like. <laughs> like people were like if you got an email from hr you knew you were fucked right yeah, if you got yeah. an email from hr saying you had a mandatory meeting you knew you were fucked you're, you were done it was so we found out i was pregnant in like mid-january <laughs> i scheduled my eight week like the eight week ultrasound um for like on tyson's um birthday and then the day before that, we, we got the email saying we were both getting let go. Um, I, 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 I don't think I went to bat for you, but I almost I, I was pulled aside by uh, two executives in the company saying that if I pushed too much harder to keep Tyson after they fired him, because I, I, I went straight to Greg, like basically to his house and begged him to hire Tyson back. They said that I would be fired next. They're like, hey, dude, you better stop. You know, things were changing, though. It was. I understood the decision. It was, it was hard. And it worked out great for Tyson. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, at the time we were, we were, it was really hard and it was really scary, but we were like, man, we're going to Had you back. just bought a house too, Mariah? No. Mm -mm. Oh. Mm -mm. We were, we were living in Santa Cruz. And so when it happened again, it was really painful, but it just, it was, Greg was taking it in a different, the company in a different direction. And so it was like, okay, like we understood it, was, but it was hard, but we understood the decision. So there wasn't any like hard feelings or anything like that. It was just, okay. 
you know, we, we still believe in Greg. We believe in CrossFit. We want what's best for the company. And so we just, you know, we were proud. We walked away really proud of what we had contributed and we walked away still really grateful to Greg. God, uh, I, I, I wish I could, I was not that, um, I was so angry at the CEO at that time. I mean, but it was different for us because so it was, angry. Greg was still at the helm. And so we were, at, so literally like a couple days after we got really, go, no, no, no. He wasn't at the helm when you like, well, he was at the helm. I mean, he owned the company, but he wasn't oh, the CEO. Yeah. When you were like, yeah. Go. Yeah. But it was still, it was still Greg's company. Right. And right. so, and so it was like within a few days, it was like, again, like the work, there was still work that had to be done. They, you know, I don't remember who it was. Somebody was like, Hey, can you, can we still contract you to do this? And I was like, Oh, hell yeah. Like whatever. And not just for the, the money, but it was because I, I still believed in CrossFit and I still believed in Greg's message and the company just wasn't at a, wasn't at a point anymore where I guess my employment made sense anymore. And I was okay with that. Again, it was hard, but it was like, okay. But like, I still want, I still wanted CrossFit to win. Um, I, I bet Sevy was an HR nightmare. When I left, was there the, HR back then? <laughs> when I left the company, um, uh, when I was fired, uh, a bit after I was fired, I was told that there was a file on me, and in there there was a, a note that I had called the HR lady a cunt. Did you? I a full. I was totally capable of that. I was fully capable <laughs> of I that. Ask. I don't. I don't remember doing that, but it was the most inappropriate HR. It was the most she was the most inappropriate woman in the entire company, which was crazy. When she would hug me, she would push her pelvis up against me. And she would leave notes on my desk. She would come into the office and leave notes on my desk that I'm like, uh, uh, I came to see you today. Where are you, Dick Nose? Or stuff like that. Yeah. And so once was... you like once you push your like no one uh there was one other girl there, she didn't push her pelvis on me, but when she would hug you, she would like she could she was capable of anything. She'd run you meant you know who that is, I don't want to say her name. She was great blonde-haired girl oh. really sweet but she'd jump up on you and fucking like attack you if you were a man or a woman she'd molest you oh yeah okay. and uh I, which I, I i really liked her but it was weird that the hr lady would hug you and push her pelvis against you you but know i never experienced that <laughs> it, was, it was inappropriate it was inappropriate hugging for most people it was no, a not- very different time back then everything went it went which made it awesome yeah, it did make it awesome. It was so uh, fucking fun. <laughs> uh, take, clip that, uh, Mariah Moore. Everything went. It was an awesome time. It was, wasn't it? I oh, got dude. to date my boss. Dude, it was awesome. Nobody bat an eye. Granted, we kept it secret for many years. Um, the footage is absolutely uh, incredible. The, the, the recap and, and the story and getting to know the characters, awesome. Be, uh, I mean, obviously it's a movie, but the footage, I would literally watch that for the edit and the footage and the music. Who did the music? The music's fucking crazy. That whole scene, yeah. there's a crazy, there's some crazy music in there with uh, Ricky Garrard. Um, when you go back and do the flashback on Ricky Garrard's history, that music yeah. in there is nuts. Yeah, it's good stuff, huh? Yeah, who did that? That's, um, I'm not going to give you my secrets. Okay, fine. Is it, it's, but it's in the credit somewhere if someone wants to know. No. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, wow. Okay. I like it. Uh, Ricky Montage uh, history music. I, I'm in my notes here. Wow. 
Um, uh, the aerial shots for the bike ride. It was the first time in, in some of the other aerial shots. It was the first time like I kind of got orientation of what was going on, like stuff that I yeah. could from watching the live feed. I didn't I didn't understand. Yeah, you want to know who did the who was our drone op last year? It was um, Marcus Brown? That's the long haired dude who dated the yeah. uh, athlete girl. Hey, they're still together. Oh, what's her name? Um, shoot, Jenny. Oh, Ball. Jenny yeah, yeah. yeah. She was he James stole... Newberry before there was James Newberry. She was kind of like the original James Newberry. What do you mean by that? Just kind of like just her vibe, kind of granola vibe. Oh, I see granola. In Jenny Ball, you don't see granola. You don't see like no, hey, I see, no, 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 James. I don't. I'm not sure. I see granola in James. Oh, really? I don't know. He, did you know he's vegan? Know. Still? Uh, I knew he was. Yeah, he was on the show like a month ago or something or two months ago. Huh. You don't see hey. him as granola? He's got like dreadlocks and he's... he's. No. I never got that vibe. Okay. I believe it, but I never got that vibe. I knew, See, I was... Because he was with Kayla Banfield for a really long time. And Kayla was doing for work for CrossFit. She's um, not granola. Uh, no, I see. Yeah, no. I don't get that. No. Right. But maybe he's gotten granola since they've broken up. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I knew I knew James before he even qualified for the games. Oh, look I at David. He, he, David Weed, vegan and bi. Yeah, that's pretty granola. <laughs> that is that is not true. I don't know. Maybe it is true. I don't ask those questions. Uh, you should. <laughs> hey, were you up were, the the capital event? Were you where were you during the capital event? I had forgotten um, until I saw the movie really how spent Haley was. Like, what happened to Haley up there? Were you just she like, just, bitch, pick that bag up and go? I mean, she just got stuck at the finish line. It was really hard to watch. Ah, uh, she just—I don't know. I think she went so damn hard. She it was crazy because her and Dukic, they like got stuck on the last fucking step for a really long time, and they they, they just kept getting passed and passed and passed. It was crazy. It was really hard to watch. Dude, she could have spit across the finish line. Yeah, it was really. It was. She was like moving the bag inches at a time. Uh, um. Uh. You know, people are saying it's the greatest event of all time. Um. Obviously, it filmed and presented amazing, and and Fuselier, uh, brought it home with the crowd. Um. Would you rank it up there? Being there, that it was like holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best. I think it's up there with like a really a lot of really fun ones. Yeah. Eaton Beaver. She used AI for the music. Do you think we're gonna be on jobs someday with AI? You think AI will start being able to tell stories? Have you seen that the Photoshop um, where you can just be like, "Hey, put Mariah Moore uh, riding a donkey on the moon," and it just makes it? You can yeah. just type. You can just type that into Photoshop now. Yeah, but do you think like you know how like um, iPhones can like make little edits now? Yeah. You think someday AI will be able to make like full stories, like documentaries and movies and stuff? Or do you think we will be able to keep our jobs? I've thought about this. <laughs> I'm just going to have to up our ante, right? Dude. I've thought about this. I'm like, are we going to be out of jobs at some point with AI? I feel like AI is just going to replace like artist replace artists. Have you watched Black Mirror episode one? Do you know that show Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't like. You know, it's funny as I'm in media and I hate watching TV. 
Yeah, me too. You don't watch stuff either? Uh, very rarely, unless it's fighting. I, I watch UFC. Um, but I I watched a couple episodes of Black Mirror maybe three years ago or four years ago when it first came out. My wife watched mm -hmm. me, and it, it fucked me up. I did, not yeah, I, I did not enjoy the experience. I've, like, reached this point where um, I don't watch anything. Like, I, if I'm going to watch something, it's got to be a feel-good something. Uh, kind of re reality's crazy right now, huh? Very. <laughs> so, have you changed go. a lot since you've had kids? Your perspective on things? Oh yeah, oh yeah, much more realistic. Oh yeah. I was playing this. I was playing this clip the other day of this uh, group of people. Not to get uh, too detailed, I'll leave it kind of vague. But they were saying, um, basically, uh, we're coming after your children. That was like it was it was it was a chant of people and they were chanting, We're coming after your children. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't care what you're offering. I don't want you coming after my children. Like if before I had yeah. kids, I wouldn't even, even notice it. Like, I don't care if you're offering like free haircuts. I don't care if you're offering hamburgers. I don't care if you're offering um shampoo. Like, I don't give a fuck. I I don't want those words coming out of anyone's mouth that they're coming after my children for anything. Yeah. Nothing. It's a bit freaky, huh? Yeah, like th those are mine. Yeah, like even like kids, um, like television that like commercials are designed to, you know, for kids to, you know, get to influence children. That's even like just to sell stuff. I can even think about that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's creepy. I don't like that. Are you Are you going to homeschool? Do you know? Yeah, but I was homeschooled. Oh, you were that's homeschooled. Been... Yeah, dude. You don't remember making fun of me for it? You and Leaf. Oh, tell me. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's always been the plan for me. And, uh, like, well, I've we come have... a long way too. I went from thinking you were homeschoolers were fucking weirdos. Yeah. Uh -huh. to that's now what I homeschool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's actually, it's been funny to watch Tyson change because when I first told him when we were talking about having kids back in 2018, um, I was like, well, I'm going to want to homeschool. He goes, well, I don't know about that. And I was like, well, I, I want to homeschool because I was You're like, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, our homeschool is weird. And I was like, hey, think of this family that we know. They're fucking weird. And they're public schoolers. He's like, oh, good point. I'm like, it's just a person thing. It's not a homeschooler thing. Like, we never lacked social socialization, which is everybody's number one argument. Um, I had a friend yesterday um, who lives in Berkeley. Um, very, very, very liberal, uh, good friend. We've been talking, you know, I've known him forever and I've been, I have been like beating the drum on him uh, quite a bit in the last, um, I don't know, four or five years. And, uh, his, uh, seven-year-old came home. Yes. He called me yesterday in a panic and a seven-year-old came home and he's like, holy shit. And he goes, what? He goes, you're right. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, my, uh, seven-year-old came home telling me that he's going to marry, uh, and it was like John, his best friend. I go, yeah, what's the big deal with that? He goes, they told him in school he could. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like, um, I, 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 probably you more than me, but you and I both definitely have a lot of gay friends. It has nothing to do with the fact of whether someone's gay or straight. It's the fact that w I don't want them telling my kids that they can marry. I don't want them talking to my kids about marriage period in the school, mm -hmm. let alone that they can marry a boy. Like, just don't talk right. to him. Don't talk to him about fucking marriage. Or a girl, right. like don't like don't. They don't need your help, right? Yeah, no, that's the the cool thing about homeschooling is you get to whatever you see as valuable. Um, I mean, you get to control. You get to control that.
and and for me growing up being homeschooled it was more of a um even like even to this day when I talk to my mom she's like if nothing else um in regards to homeschooling she goes if nothing else I know that I taught you guys to be critical thinkers yeah the question the question when your kid says um can I marry um uh Mariah you say whether they say if they want to marry a boy or girl you you, the response to them is is, well what is marriage you ask them a question back well what is marriage what do you mean right right it's like the same thing is there a god well what is god like like help your kid fucking think right yeah no we were not indoctrinate them right right yeah it was really cool I, i was really i'm really happy that i was homeschooled for sure I feel like you I have, have a bunch a, of brothers and sisters? Yeah, a lot. Like a lot. And there's, um, I have biologically, I have seven siblings and then my parents adopted a little boy. No shit. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm the second oldest too. So I actually have a, a little sister that's 100% biologically my sister and she's eight. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I love to tell Tyson, your sister-in-law is she do, do they live so close to you just, yeah yeah we're they're here that's why we moved down is when we found out we were pregnant with the twins we were like we need help would she come over and spend like do, does she come over and spend the night with you your, your eight-year-old she has sister? yeah yeah. So, yeah but she comes over and has play dates with my kids oh that is awesome yeah it's great and yeah, all those kids it. are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing yeah it's pretty cool that's really cool um, have you started working on the doc for this year already? Uh, no. Are, are they doing a doc this year for 2023? Um, I don't know. All I know is that I, um, as of right now, I am not involved in a CrossFit documentary. For 2023? Yeah. Um, are, are you going to, are you, have you been contracted to work? Are you working the games this year? No. No shit. Crazy. Listen, people, this is why this is so weird. Not because they're not making anything, but getting people up to speed on having relationships with all these athletes is fucking nuts. Yeah. And so you you have someone like Mariah there and she can get 10 times the amount of work done as someone who's never worked there before. And Mariah could do anything. She's capable of anything. She can go out there and turn out stuff that five clips a day. For their Instagram, she could shoot a, a full-length feature. She could shoot an 8K. She could shoot on iPhone. She could do fucking anything for them, and she can walk up to anyone. None of the stuff we're talking about, although we're talking about it so casually, is easy. It's it's mm-hmm. it's um, wow. You I don't. Not, I don't do you think ahead. you could still be scheduled to go? You think you still could be contracted? Um, I uh, like that they might still approach me about doing something. Yeah, like like do they, maybe they don't have their media plan in place for the games yet. No, I think they do. Wow, holy shit. I mean, I I don't know. I think that there are a couple other people that are still trying to pitch things, but um I pitched something. No. I I did you I sent in a proposal. I haven't told anyone that. This is the first time. What do, what do you what did you propose? I don't want to I'll tell you off the air, but I sent in a okay. proposal. You could guess. Well, I'll come help is. you with it. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I know. <laughs> Hire me. I'll come help. Uh, Jonathan Ortega, uh, Mariah. Yeah, but you're Mexican. This is like this is incestuous. Mariah is a fucking workhorse. Seeing her at the games, working, uh, she's a badge. Uh, crazy workhorse, by the way. 
What does that have to do with being Mexican? Crazy. Well, just he's Mexican, so he, of course, he has to like you. You know what I mean? Oh some, yeah, yeah. Some, uh, what's it called? Nepotism or something like that, or something? Racism? Know. Racism? I don't know. I, I always tell Dave, if nothing else, at least we're Mexican together. Yeah. At least we have that in common. Um, have you have you talked to Dave since he's been uh, reinstated? No, that was just like a week ago, wasn't it? I know, but I could see I could see you like you know, uh, hola amigo, uh, cómo está. Uh, oh, congratulations. No. Oh, no, I probably should have. I didn't. I talk to him <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I can run a commercial or something. You could text him right now. How have you, <laughs> God? Um, there was a, 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 a one year, I could be mischaracterizing this too, but one year I gave out bonuses to all the employees uh, in my department. Yeah. And Mariah was the, um, the first one uh, to send me a text saying thank you. And it was funny because I didn't expect a thank you from anyone, but after you sent that thank you, it made me hate all the other employees. Like you set the bar in a place where all of a sudden I was like, oh, those ungrateful assholes. <laughs> we, just, we talked about this on the phone the other day. I feel like if I could go back and like shake myself and be like, you don't fucking know how good it is right now. Like be more grateful. Like I, I wish I could do that because back then, I mean, I was – I was young and dumb, you know, typical thing. And I was e easily influenced by the attitudes of people around me. And I remember like bitching one time to Ian and yeah, we talked about this and Ian kind of like, looked me dead in the eye. He goes, Mariah, this is a unicorn job. You're not going to get this anywhere else. And that was kind of like an earth to Mariah moment. And I was like, oh shit, you're right. You know? And like, I didn't, and even like now looking back and things are so different than what it was back then. You know, Tyson, and I talk about it. It's like, we just need to let go of this idea. Like, it's never going to look like it did, no matter what, you know? And so, yeah, I just, I wish I had, you know, the the whole, the, the I wish somebody told me I was in the good old days. You know, I wish, I, I wish that had been, I wish I had been able to like fully grasp that because I miss it, man. Do you, um, I, I'll walk into like a Starbucks or I'll, I'll walk into just wherever any, you know, a shop and I'll be like, well, probably... 80% of the people here would rather be somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Like you can just tell they're just not doing their job. They're just like, yeah. they're, 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 they're not present. They're not like, Hey, what's up? How are you? Or like, they're just, and that was the thing about HQ. Like it literally seemed like every single person who worked there wanted to be there. It was such a weird, right. and I took that for granted. I took it for granted too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, it was so, it was so fun being there. We would show up on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. No one had hours. No, everyone just wanted thing. to work. Everyone was just a workaholic. It was all workaholics. Yeah, that's what Tyson and I were talking about that last night too. We were just like Tyson was like, yeah, it was so normal for him to be on the phone at six a.m. on like a work call, and then that same day be on the phone again at eleven p.m. Yeah, there were no boundaries. No, we just wanted to work because we loved what we were doing, and we loved being there, and we loved working with everyone that we worked with, and everybody was friends and. It was so fun. It was so we would all stay so late. I remember just staying late and riding fucking circles in the office on s skateboards and big wheels. Um, and everyone there either had their life saved or someone in their family had their life saved. Like, I mean, even Heber was working on a piece of CrossFit that saved his dad's life or something. I remember. Yeah. And like, he didn't even have to ask. Right. He just would just. Where's Heber? Oh, he's in Utah filming with his dad. Um. Because his dad, his life changed from CrossFit. Yeah. 
you know, we were all there cause we loved it and we believed in it. Yeah, um, and we believed in Greg. Yeah. That is the crazy part too, right? Even people who hate, if, whether you lo loved or hated Greg, everyone believed in him. Yeah. The vision was coming down the pipe hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I look back now and I wish I had known what I know now. Cause like with the whole, like the, the, his, uh, fight against, um, chronic disease. No, not chronic, the sugar, the sugar. Oh, the, right. The sugar battle. Yeah. Yeah. The sugar. Like I was like, man, I wish I had been a part of that. Yeah. I'm going sure into was... fucking Compton, oh, visiting exactly. 13 I... gyms and fucking in the Compton area talking yeah. and preaching to people about that was all your people that's what's crazy is, is like i don't remember which book i was reading but they were it oh, was like sorry will you hold on one second sorry i'll 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 i'll, I'll bring you back uh, hi hi you're my aunt you have amazon uh, okay can you just leave it by the gate yeah I'm just. Uh, can you just leave it by the gate? Do I have to come out and open the gate? Oh uh, yeah, open the gate. Okay, let me call my wife real quick, and I'll have her open the gate. Hold on, I'm doing. Uh, okay, hold on. What'd you order? I, I, I'm I'm re I'm redoing my studio to look kind of like Howard Stern's studio. I got a giant L desk, and I'm gonna have a couch, and then I have a producer's table, so I can start like doing live shows. And I think it's a big desk. Are you going to like two cam it? Four cameras. Four cameras? Yeah. That's I'm gonna do awesome. Four, four cameras, big monitor here. Well, that'll be cool. You're a big uh, deal now, huh? I don't know. I mean, I think I am. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I, I walk around thinking my shit don't stink. <laughs> oh, Nellie. What if my wife doesn't answer? Well, you're going to have to. I'll just hang out. Oh, shoot. Shoot. How is Haley? Miss her. She's great. Yesterday was um uh this message is from your Amazon driver. Oh, they text me too. Right. That is the cool thing about my job. I can um Like it's just, it, it's just my job. You know what I mean? It's just my podcast. No one can be like, like Chase can't do this on the CrossFit podcast. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'll be arriving your delivery soon. Please secure pets if you have them. Uh, okay. Um, uh, can you leave outside gate? Wow, you can text with these dudes too. This is crazy. Philip Kelly, this would never happen on Stern. What are you talking about? It wouldn't. <laughs> you think I was being this guy? Uh, call, call him and tell him flatly to leave it uh, at the gate. You think I was being too much of a pussy? Like I was like. Are you asking me? No. Well, sure. You could answer. I said, can, can you? Oh, then he says, can you open the gate for me, please? And I said, oh, can you leave it outside the gate? Oh, here we go. Please. Just say no. Say no, I'm working. I don't want to lie. That guy you, sounded you Mexican. You are working. Oh, right. Why isn't my wife answering? It's 8.14 a.m. here. Hey, was 7 a.m. too early to, to do this for you? No, I have an eight-week-old. We don't sleep. Oh, okay. 
You don't have bags under your eyes. That's good. That's because we started off with twins. So one one baby just feels easy. So you have three. Oh, he, he responded. He said, copy. Have a nice day. Okay, great. Sweet. You Thank go. you. Okay. So, okay. Run film commercial this time. I, I mean, that's another thing. I can't even run your trailer because I, I think, um, I think they would fucking, ha- I think they would give me a strike. I think cross. Really? Yeah. I think there's people there who, who would, um, who would go after me, which I kind of can't blame them. Cause I, I've, I have no love for them. You know, if there's anything that I've learned in the past few years is that there's a space, there's space for everyone. Oh, you're a good dude. You you're know? A good dude. Yeah. Like everybody, yeah. like even if you don't uh, like their content, there's room and space and value in everything that everyone puts out. That's good. And I think that's something that like Tyson taught me because I was pretty, like when I was young, I was like, no, there's only room for what we're doing. And he's like, no, actually, that's not true. Everybody oh, and that was, uh, oh, okay. I was, uh, yeah, I agree with you too. I agree that there's room and space for everyone. Hey, that was the cool thing. If I want to be completely frank, that was the one thing that I don't think, um, you know, Greg has that line, I'm the caretaker of a forest, not the architect of a skyscraper. And the cool mm-hmm. thing about media when we were growing is, is like um, Mar- Mariah Moore could tell the story of whoever she was that day of what CrossFit means to her. Heber and Mars could tell it from who they were. I could tell it from who I was. And whether you like their content or not, it didn't matter. It spoke to someone who had the same yeah. perspective as them. And that's what was so crazy about the media team is we let people just create whatever the fuck they wanted, muscle manos. And, uh, and it represented what they, who they spoke to. And they spoke to large audiences. Everyone spoke to large audiences. So whether you were speaking yeah. to girls or boys or gay people or people or jocks or whoever, we had something that spoke to everyone. Yeah. And, um, and I, I don't think uh, Greg liked that. He wanted it to be just smart stuff. And I think that that I think that that I, I didn't agree with that. I, yeah, I think but that there, there were the I right people. For, go ahead. There were the right people in the right positions to make sure that everything was still being done. Right. Meaning nothing completely stupid would be made. Leaf would put the hammer down on it. Well, right. But we it were also, out, outside of the methodology. Yeah. But I think there was a place for Danny Broflex, whereas uh, Greg did not. He hated it. He wanted. He. he, I almost got fired for that. Yeah, but still, you were in the position where you made sure that that stuff went up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and yeah, and I think now it's just it looks different. Back then, a lot there weren't. There wasn't a lot of outside media. These days, there's a ton of outside media, and whether you like and no inside media. Yeah, that's crazy, right? When you worked there, Mariah, there was no one who did anything better than us. We had the best movie. Mm-hmm. We had the best TV show. We had the best videos. We had the best podcast. We had the best Instagram. Like there was no one who had anything better than us. Now, everything is better outside the fence. There's nothing inside the fence that's better than what's outside the fence. I hope the dock is still better. It's outside the fence. It's outside the fence. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even made internally anymore is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I want to embrace it, Shane. That's what I want. That was a line Tia said as she went into the last event. Mm-hmm. It was crazy intense, and I kind of read into it. Like, like Shane had told her, like, hey, you just have to murder every – like, like there was something we didn't get to see. Like, Shane had already told her, hey, you need to murder every fucking event. 
-hmm. And this one, she was pushing back and she's like, Hey, I'm not murdering this event. Mm -hmm. Can you give us any insight into that? That's a crazy, uh, powerful moment, right? You know, which part I'm talking about? Oh yeah. At that point they were on the fence about whether or not she was retiring. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So, so she told, so by the way, I have no, um, uh, horse in the race i don't care i i she can say she retires tomorrow and come back the next day i don't give a fuck it's her life who the fuck am i to judge her i never mm-hmm. understood why like people were like hey that was fucked up to do that to sean who like what i i, mm-hmm. I understand um i think it was chase who said it on one hand i understand that like as a as a announcer that's like the biggest thing you get to say right Tia's yeah retiring. but on the other hand it's like so what right it's her it's her life but so yeah can you tell me that story so what happened there she um did she go into yeah. the games thinking it was her last games yes uh it was a high probability okay um how come so none we, of this is in the film did it, she didn't want it there too controversial or yeah a little bit did you want it in there uh yeah but you know at the end of the day if there's something if there's something that i'm not sure let me try it let me Back in the day when we were making the documentaries, we didn't take input from athletes. We didn't ask them, hey, are you okay with this? Are you not okay with this? And I think there's been a lot of things over the years that have created a um, an environment where the athletes are less open to media because of potentially how they were displayed or they didn't like how something went. And so we have very much made the, Tyson and I have very much made an effort to make sure the athletes feel heard. And so if there's something that's controversial in there, I give them, I show it to them and I give them the opportunity to have input. And if it's something that really doesn't sit well with them, I'll pull it. You know, like I pulled in, um, I pulled Roman in to the process of this doc um, and I ran everything by him. And there was a lot that he didn't, wasn't comfortable with talking about. And so out of respect for him, I pulled a lot of stuff about him. Um, wow. Is it stuff that, uh, stuff for, for uh, back home about him? His back- yeah. No, well, just like the whole the the climate at the time, with like ru- like Russian athletes being oh 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 like that kind of stuff, and so um, was he bummed his flag wasn't used. No, no, he was he was he he's awesome. He was just really grateful to be there. So he's like, man, if they just if they don't fly my flag, but they still let me compete, like he was just he was really really grateful to just even be allowed to compete because at the time. Um, other sports were sanctioning Russian athletes. CrossFit wasn't going to do that. Um, uh, do the athletes sign, sign some sort of release to have these sorts of uh, things in the documentaries? I think when they actually, when you agree to the go to the thing. games, you sign your fucking rights, your life away. Yeah, pretty much. There's, at some point, either it's like the opener at the games, they, they sign something in there um, oh. stating that we get to do that, this kind of stuff. But again, like I, I, I do my best to... Uh, no, she was not pregnant at the time. Um, Tia was not pregnant at the games, you're saying? No. Mm-mm. Do you think it, that night he boned her and that's when she got pregnant? I, Her and I have laughed saying that she and T- Shane and Tyson and I were very busy the games the week after the games. Wow, wow, wow. Our babies were born five days apart. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine like the last day of the games also boning. I think you'd just be fucking like, just like, fuck. <laughs> like, I need to rest. I think she was at, well, every, most people were at the after party. We were back in the 
hotel setting up interviews rooms uh, um, midnight so 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 she can you tell me what happened the 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 truth what happened the the story that we have is is that um i think that the public has is that tia said she was going to retire um either you or someone on your team went and told sean that sean then said it to the crowd and then and then um on the floor kiki dixon or someone said hey are you gonna um is that what's it feel like to have your last or is this your last event and she goes i guess that's the question meaning oh shit the door's still open yeah um i think there was a a breakdown in communication between um shane and tia there i think um shane asked me to uh talk to sean and i don't think shane had talked to tia and so Tia didn't wasn't aware that Shane had had that that information delivered to Sean Woodland. And and you can't um, expect I, I I can't expect Tia or any athlete. I don't think people realize how emotionally run down they are by the end. They're completely oh. zonked. I mean, oh, in yeah. a way that's unimaginable. I can't. You can't hold anything against Tia or Shane for anything that they said or did in that last day. I don't think. Yeah. I give him no, tons I of leeway. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It was everybody's all over the place. Everybody's highly emotional. Everybody. It doesn't matter if you've won the games or you're in 40th place. Everybody's super emotional. Um, and maybe not thinking clearly. Did Shane want does did Shane want her to retire? Um, I don't know. Um I think they were both pretty ready. I think they were both feeling pretty ready to um, enter that next phase of life. And I think that, and I, I kept, I told her this a lot um, before she was pregnant. Um, she, I, she had told me a couple of times, she goes, well, when I think I'm, I have start having kids, I think I'm going to, I'm going to put this, this phase of my life to the side. Like, I think I'll be done. Like, I think I'm just going to want to focus on being a mom and having kids. And I was like, Hey, listen, I hear what you're saying, but I think we're pretty similar in the sense that I thought that too. And then as soon as I had the twins, I was like, yeah, I fucking need to go back to work like today. I was like, I need something that's for me, that makes me feel happy as an individual. That is a weight, like separate from being just a mom. And so I was very, so I had the exact same mentality of, um, I'll be done. I'm not going to do this anymore once I start having kids. And then as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm going to keep doing this. I was like, I told C, I was like, I think you'll be the same way. And um, yeah, I think C, I think she feels the same way now too. It's it's crazy to think that she's, that she, it's crazy. I mean, for me, it's crazy to think that she would come back. I mean, shit, I didn't have a baby, but I've seen a bunch of you ladies have babies. Yeah. Well, you, you make the baby and then you feed the baby. <laughs> all, all while having to, all while having to like maintain your, your, I mean, especially for her, that level of fitness. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, she worked out so she worked out so hard through the whole pregnancy that I'm not surprised that she's coming back as strong as she is already. But I'm still like, damn, girl, nothing in me wants to do that. What about a um uh um? Are, are you working on anything now? Not currently. Taking a nice, taking a few months off. I haven't done what, this in many years. What about a documentary with her? Um, uh, a comeback documentary with her? I believe there's one in the works. Whatever happened, wasn't there supposed to be a Matt Fraser documentary? What happened to that? I have no idea. I've asked. I don't know. Do you know who is making it? I believe. Uh, I think Hebrew Mars. I don't know. 
Do you think the window closes for something like that? I mean, we really sports really are kind of a what have you done for me lately kind of you know event. Yeah, I don't know. I I've thought about that, and I kind of think that Matt Fraser has created such a strong legacy that I think any I think if it comes out in ten years, people are going to want to watch it. Mm, okay. Um, I think if somebody made a, 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 another documentary about Rich Ronan, a lot of people would watch it. And he's been, you know, he hasn't right. Been, um th this is a good question i have an answer for this too but uh well I'm, I'm assuming this is for mariah i hopped on in the middle but there's a question i've been dying to ask why are these docs constantly treating the event as the subject rather than the athletes um that at least for me that's been a request that we, they want the event to be a character uh, here here's what i would say too and we did just touch on this slightly. It requires an, a, a totally different kind of budget and it requires more than three weeks. So if you yeah. wanted it to be the character, by the way, I think this video shows a ton of uh, character stuff, a ton. You will get insights into uh, what makes Fraser tick, what makes Mal tick, what makes Tia tick. You'll see a side of Tia that uh, shit I'd never seen before. Um, you'll get you'll um, get to pass a ton of judgment on whether um, you want to hang out with Ricky Garrard or not as a human being. If you want to go to like the beach with that guy, I feel like a lot of people will want to. Yeah, fuck yeah! I think those uh, Tyson and I talked about that too. We were kind of like, I fell in love think, with Ricky. Yeah, I kind of feel like there's a lot of people. I think by the end of the doc, you're not sure who you're rooting for. Yeah, he's great. He's he's great. Yeah, he's uh, good. He's great. Comeback story is great. And kicking someone when they're down is not very, um, I don't know. I, I, if Mariah ever points a camera in your face and asks you about Ricky, don't say anything bad about him. I think it makes you look really bad. Yeah. Or anyone. Um, but, but I, but I think it's money and time also. I think that I personally think that the event should be a character. I thought you did. I thought this one had an incredible balance. Um, that, and I kind of feel like, um, every year we gotta get criticized for not featuring so and so, not featuring so and so, right? I think if we pick right. like one or two, characters where's Danielle Brandon? Them, exactly. Where's Danielle Brandon? Exactly. I think I think we would um, we'd face a lot of criticism if we only focused on a couple athletes. Which it, that's what made like your your behind the scenes so great was that it was multiple parts, and so you had all the space to cover as many athletes as you wanted, and with the time constraints of. 90 minutes i don't think you're capable of doing that with a ton of athletes and then telling the cohesive story of the whole week um so we kind of have to minimize pick your pick a handful of people and then tell the story of the games um it could totally you take that you take uh for whatever it's worth i'm not i'm not, not proposing anything i'm just saying you take someone like mariah and i to the games let us both do our things uh, shuffle the deck and you can turn it into a 13 part series on um, iTunes and you could sell them for 20 bucks a pop in, in, in fucking in murder. So you would Easily. have basically you take the documentary with all its fancy footage and then uh, all the behind the scenes footage and you just mix the two together into one oh giant thing and it would, fucking, I don't, it would murder. I, I've pitched that so many times. It would absolutely oh, I would, murder. I would love to do something like that. I think that would be awesome. I think that Hey, <laughs> look, always, I, look, F1 did it and they killed. So many people are doing it now. We were we were so oh, yeah. ahead of our time. It's Oh yeah. It's nuts. I always tell people I like 
your your behind the scenes always made me laugh because they were so successful and they were so good but they drove me fucking crazy because they were always overexposed and out of focus i was like but that shit didn't matter because your storytelling was just amazing the insight that you got you gave people into what the athletes were going through and what was going through their heads like the fact that like (laughs) fucking your athlete was framed at the top left corner and i was like fuck just fucking reframe several like my god are you not looking at the goddamn you're not lying (laughs) i wish i could say fuck you i meant to do it i didn't it's fucking chaos because i know you were doing this yeah like had the camera here and you were talking to them face to face but like the content was so good that like it didn't fucking matter that it was out of focus and overexposed and do you know what else (laughs) Mariah? every year i had a new camera i always had the latest and greatest shit and so i never knew how to use it so my shit was like all on auto or not and i was a mess yeah you you need to do like you needed to have someone else hold the camera for you and and you just do all the questioning god that was fucking nuts okay so so, good though yeah it was fun it was really good Um, but yeah if you could combine the two things it would be insane someone told me the other day they said hey um uh, it could never be like that now. The athletes are too guarded. And I'm like, dude, I totally disagree. Yeah. If I, I, disagree if I went too. behind the scenes, I could fucking melt them like fucking chocolate. Yeah. I think that they're, yeah, the, I think, um, I think you're just, uh, I think there's less people in the media. Sp- like that was the thing with like back in the day with Heber, Mars, and Ian and I, everybody knew us. Everybody knew who we were. Um, I think most of the people in the media these days, um, because there's so many people too. Um, not that that's a bad thing. I think it's great. Um, but it almost feels like there's somebody new back there every year. I don't rec- so, uh, I saw a picture on Dalton's Instagram. I didn't recognize anyone. The, matter of fact, the only person I, I don't want to say anything me- mean, but it looked like a very, it didn't look like it looked like a very incapable crew. I'm fine. It's mean. Well, Lillian's on that team, right? And you, I didn't you see Lillian that- in the picture, but she's definitely capable. Oh yeah, you you were you were the one that pulled her into the space. In- Instagram, you? Instagram. We were Instagram buddies. Me, her, yeah. and Brian Friend, Instagram buddies. Oh yeah, she's fucking fantastic. She's she great. is cool. Have you built a friendship with her? Oh yeah, I love Lillian. She's amazing. Yeah, she, yeah she's great. Yeah, she's, uh, she's um, awesome. Yeah, I always felt so comfortable. I always felt like I could be myself around her. Yeah, she's a stud. She's great. But yeah, I kind of think I don't think athletes are guarded. I just don't think they know there's not a lot of opportunities to get to know um there's not really long-standing media people anymore in the movie there's a scene you capture where uh fraser is giving advice to medeiros and my spidey sense goes off because shouldn't he be what medeiros is the champion and hopper's his athlete like what was Mm -hmm. he doing Mm. i don't know i didn't think about that all right i don't know I mean, I, I know Medeiros and Fraser have a really good relationship. So, um, there is a uh, there. There's a part in there where they have to. You have to beep out um, what Tia says. I think she says, "I'm ready for a fight. I can't fucking wait." Yeah. Um, how you've been filming with Tia since her first CrossFit Games, right? Yeah. Um. Is that a is that a new side to her? When did that side come out of her? Did she did she have that side in, in her early career and she just didn't show it, or did that did she cultivate that? Which side? 
the the confidence or the swearing? Yeah, the confidence. The, all all of it. The the I'm kind of bundling them up together. I mean, I think after she definitely after I think she's always been pretty confident. I think um after her first games when she took second place and caught everyone by surprise, I think she felt like she needed to just prove to everyone and to herself that it wasn't a fluke. And then after that year, I think she had the confidence. And then going into 2016, that's the year she took second again, right? 2016. Um, I think she definitely had the confidence that she knew she was capable of doing it, but I, I don't, she was so new to it. I don't think she knew how to, um, I think she was more concerned about, of, about coming off cocky. And right, she, so right. She, she didn't want to come off, across as cocky, but it came across as insecure. I don't think she was ever insecure. I think she was just um, didn't know how to, she was still learning how to publicly be confident without coming off as cocky. And unfortunately, it just came across as insecure. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, do you like, do you like the side of her? The, the, the more, um, the more vocal in her confident side of her? I think she has every right to be I that agree. way after winning six times, five times. <laughs> I think it would be insane if she didn't just go in thinking, yeah, I'm going to fuck everyone up. Right. I like that. I like that when that, that part, you know, she, she obviously she's happy that Mal is, um, um, she's happy that Mal's testing her. You know, you show that in the documentary, but she also, she, you never see a, a chink in her arm or she has no doubt she can win. Yeah. A June thirtieth. Yeah. Uh, someone asked, "When's the movie coming out?" Great question. You would know if someone actually tried to fucking uh, if the people who paid for the fucking movie actually tried to give it some publicity. But go back and watch. I'm trying to be very nice with um, uh, Mariah on here, but go back to yesterday's <laughs> show. Um, are you? And you'll see my true feelings about um, the actual uh, publicity around what's it called? The um, not publicity. The not marketing. Basically, CrossFitting's done nothing to push this film to the front. It should be everywhere. Like I said in the beginning of the show, they should have been building the hype around this for 30 days. Not because it's good for the film, but because it's good for the affiliates. That's the, that's what it comes down to. Uh, Andrew Hiller accused your um, beloved friend, uh, Tia Toomey, of being on steroids. Does, does that make you hate him? I think um, I think I know that I can look jacked if I work out one hour a day, every single yeah. day. So I think looking the way they do is kind of a given, knowing they work out like fucking eight hours straight every single day. But I don't, again, I don't know. But you don't think she's on steroids? I don't think so, no. No. Not personally. Yeah, me Spent neither. enough time with her. Me neither. But I, don't, I, I guess I, I think that if someone had asked me for if he was taking something too, I would have said no also. So I don't. If what? Say that again? I said, I, I guess at the time in 2017, if somebody asked me if Ricky had was taking anything, I'd probably say no. I don't think so. So. Fair enough. Very honest of you. Very documentary filmmaker of you. <laughs> Wayne Lang, the movie's already out here, Sevon. So it's out. June 30th. It's out. Not June 30th, is it? No, How's 29th. it out? No, I think Wayne. I think it's um uh, uh I think it's for pre-order. If I'm not wrong, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that Tyson, um, or I'm not sure who, it I think it might have been Tyson and Melissa 
have given an early look to affiliate owners. Wayne is in Australia. Oh, oh there you go. Because because it's already the thirtieth there. Mm. It's in Aus- It's available in Australia. I don't even know. <laughs> All righty. Hey, thank you for coming on. Wonderful, yeah, great welcome. talking to you. Thank you. Do I just log out or do you just disconnect? I kick you off. All right. Well, thanks, Evelyn. I appreciate it. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, You're always welcome back on the show if you want to come back on. Absolutely. Anytime. Okay. Bye. Bye. Mariah Moore, director of the movie that comes out uh, today in Australia and tomorrow in the United States. CrossFit presents Fittest on Earth Retroactive uh, with a um, slash between it. Like it's two separate words. You guys want to look through Mariah's Instagram account together? It's a pretty cool account. I saw a picture that I took in there. This is a fucking brilliant photo. I'm assuming her husband took this. There she is with the boss. There's her husband, Tyson Oldroyd. I spent many, 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 many hours on the phone and uh, hanging out with Tyson. There's Mariah looking like a hippie, a creative, doing her work. Preview for the movie that comes out tomorrow. Beautifully shot. Dude, it's worth seeing just because of the way it's shot. There she's getting married. She loves being hitched. To, there's there's her, her mom, her grandma. Oh, it's her grandma. She got twins and a baby. Look, she looks Japanese there. God, that boy looks just like Tyson. Look, they got a a suffocation hazard warning inside the baby's crib. God, we live in a fucking weird world. Joe Novella, we talked about him quite a bit. What a stud. This guy, uh, I worked at CrossFit with this guy. Guy with the baseball baseball hat on the left. He's a cool dude. God, there are so many cool people who work there. Mariah, Tia, and Shane. When I would walk, when I would do the behind the scenes and I would walk up and um, film with Tia, I would always end up talking to Shane. I didn't talk to Tia. Uh, let me see if I can tell you who's in this picture. There's Torin. There's Eric. That guy right there was uh, helped me do the CrossFit podcast. He was on the CrossFit podcast with me. I don't even recognize those people. Who's that? Is that Carrie Pierce, Kotler? Oh, and here's the pre here. So, this is the movie she must have made last year. Fittest on Earth Next Gen. You know, people always say that about the movie. They're like, oh, it's just like last year's. Well, I didn't fucking watch last year's, and I loved this year's. I thought it was awesome. Oh, I used to do a bunch of motorcycle riding with Tyson, too. I fucking forgot about that. I actually have one of Tyson's. Tyson, I have one of your helmets at my house.
Here's the picture I took of her and Greg. Probably took that with a Leica. I used to be quite the photographer. Oh, they got chickens. Hmm. Uh, J Dick Butter uh, just got here five minutes ago, but the chick looked bored as fuck. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I'll be nice to Mariah. That's how she always looks. I won't be nice to her. That's how she always looks. That was her excited, dude. I used to, I can remember walking into the gym and she'd be there and it would just be her in there. And like, she couldn't even be bothered to lift her head up and say hi. I'd have to be like, hey, Mariah. She'd be like, mm, hi. There were a handful of those there who worked there. God damn. There was this other dude there, Carrie Hare, who used to be like that. It was like, fuck, dude. We've worked together. Uh, there was there was a whole handful of people. There were fucking. Do you want me to tell you all the names of the people there who used to be like that? There were like five or six of them. It was like, dude, what happened to you? Who who do who did what to you that made it so you can't even lift your head up and acknowledge someone? Uh, uh, Sevon, do you think that whoever doesn't like you at CrossFit are just digging their heels in more when you or anyone affiliated with the podcast calls out the lack of exposure of the film? Yeah. The, no one has no one in the media company no one in the media department this is a, a hyperbole is exaggeration but 90 percent of the now it's accurate 90 percent of the efforts are people put there are politics and trying to keep their job and not on actually creating content it is so bad there it is so bad there i can't even i i The, the way it used to work is that guy Tyson Oldroyd that I showed you, the, the the bald guy who's married to Mariah, he was the basically the coordinating producer. So but everything that all the video content, all pretty much all the video content that was there, he outsourced. So I might say to Tyson, uh, hey, dude, can there's a guy who lost uh, 50 pounds and he did it through CrossFit and um, he also works on a game reserve in Africa can we offer him a free L1 and do a video on him showing how, and, and then, and then it culminates with ending with him taking his L1 and Tyson would be like, okay, I'm on it. So Tyson would contact that dude. He'd get the guy, the free L1. He'd start coordinating that shoot and he'd call someone like Torin or Mariah and he'd be like, okay, this is your project. This is what we'd like. And then they were kind of free to do whatever they wanted. They would fly out there and get to know the guy. And then he would go to an L1. They would film that and then they would tie the whole thing up. So we would share his whole life and then also use it as a promotional piece for the L1. It was awesome. And half the time, the pieces did not go the way we wanted, which was still fine. They were still fucking amazing, sometimes even better. Uh, Mike Kozlov did the one on uh, Athena Perez. Uh, and, and so we were just constantly doing those, and that's how we work. Now there's – it's um, – and, and half those people worked in-house that we, that, we, that we would send out on, and the other half, let's say, didn't. I don't know what the exact ratio is. And then also the other portion was – we, we would always be sending people to seminars. So we would send someone to a level one or a level two and they would film it all and they would talk to the people there and film the instructional content, but then also ask why people were there. And it was all natural. And then you would publish those periodically throughout the weeks. 
So one day you would have like some 70 year old woman taking her L2 and she'd tell you why it was so great. Then the next day it's like teaching you how to do a pistol. And then the next day it's, um, uh, a vignette of some, uh, 400 pound guy. I didn't see you in the 2023 document. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, you're in the 2023 documentary. Hey, I saw, I saw a CEO shirt in the 2022 documentary. I forgot to tell her that at the Capitol event. Pretty good, pretty, pretty uh, clear shot. My wife saw it. And now they just have, they have, they have no one there who understands any of this, getting back to what I'm saying. They have no one there who, you have to, I, I know I'm beating a dead horse because you saw this yesterday, but they will have no greater opportunity this year. Not even the games broadcast will have the reach that the documentary has the potential. Listen, there are, listen to this very carefully. There are 25 million to 50 million subscribers to Apple TV. There are over 700 million Apple TV units dispersed throughout the world. That's, I'm just talking about Apple TV. I'm not talking about Amazon, Roku, Netflix, any of that. If they could, if they would have promoted this, it would sit in the ranking of the number one spot on 700 million devices worldwide. Oh, you're making me just fucking hate them by, by having to answer that question. It makes me just, I, I, I just feel like I should call Don and be like, fire everyone over there. Who the fuck is their chief marketing officer? Everyone in marketing should be just fired. I'm, I'm just, I'm dumb, I'm dumbfounded. I'm not exaggerating when I say I think someone there hates her or hates CrossFit or wants it to fail. It's not like an exaggeration. I'm not trying to be mean. I want to fucking I, – I, I, there's not one part of me that wants to enjoy Tommy's work. The, Tommy's fucking brilliant in the movie. I will tell you the truth, you guys, to the best of my ability. It does nothing, nothing in the CrossFit media space makes any sense other than someone there. Hey, it, it's beyond incompetence, even incompetence. They would, they would at least have shown the trail. They would have at least done something. By the way, um, uh, tomorrow we have the CrossFit games update show, uh, tomorrow evening. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to show you a couple of clips from Nicole Carroll being interviewed by uh, Craig Howard over on the uh, PRs, PRs All Day, episode 39, PRs All Day podcast. If you're a CrossFit aficionado, you should watch that podcast. It takes a little while to get going. I had to watch it at like 1.5 speed, but after like 25 minutes, it's like Nicole's dropping bombs in there. Uh, Andrew Hiller, Seb on the media has no power because they have had no consistency, dude. Uh, I will also be uh, talking about Andrew Hiller. Uh, it's one of the topics on the CrossFit update show that will be on Friday. It is crazy. I was sitting here thinking last night. It's crazy how he's elbowed his way into this space. Just think about that. Think about what Andrew Hiller has done. And it's through that one word right there, consistency. That's why the magic of CrossFit was such a failure. 
because it had there's no consistency. He he nailed it. He made a video. You know, so you know what someone told me yesterday? A a big time media guy. Guy's been in the media space for 15 years grinding. He goes, "Hey, well, I don't want to take anything away from Andrew, but it's like, I mean, clearly he has help." I'm like, "He has no help." They're like, "What do you mean? He edits his own videos?" I'm like, "Dude, He's like, are you kidding me? And we were talking like, yeah, I know, dude. I'm telling you. Because I was I was telling this guy, like, I cannot believe he elbows. He, How did Andrew elbow his way into this space? He's not fucking me. I don't mean like he's not fucking me. Like he's not sticking his cock in me. I mean, it, like, he's not me. As the media director, I got Greg helping me. I'm leaning on Dave. I'm pulling all my resources. I have Rich coming on the show. How the fuck did this guy elbow his way into the space? Yeah, he's juiced up. That's fair. <laughs> no, he's not fucking me. I that was a, that was a, I misspoke. That was a, a mischaracterization. Uh, Andrew was at my house for a week, and he's the greatest guest ever because yeah, he never wore a shirt at my house. By the way, and it's it made so it's it, I don't mind him being naked in my house, like walking out into the kitchen in his underwear with my wife being there. But he's so jacked, and my kids can't keep their hands off of him. And that part kind of makes like they just want to touch his chest and his nipples, and they want to feel his veins. And I'm like, come on, guys, come on. Yeah, there's no there's no consistency. How did how did how there was in in the in the uh, in the era that I was media director, there's no way Andrew would have been able to elbow his way in like that. There's no fucking way. We, 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 were, too, we were too loud. He elbowed his way. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but it would have been a war. He elbowed his way in here. And now he's the guy. He's, he's, a, he's, he's fucking, he's at the table with Jesus. He's one of the apostles now. He kicked John out or Paul or Mark. He pushed one of those guys out. Maybe he pushed Jude out. He's sitting at the table, fucking making a racket. Maybe he's even Jesus. Fuck. Blasphemy, Sevan. I was not naked. I was not naked. One time, one time I was shaving with my shirt off and Andrew came in with his camera. I had to I did like I thought, oh God, he's gonna see what I'm a fucking marshmallow. John Young's not at the table. John Young's not a table. He's the fucking server. All most everyone's a server. No one even gets a seat at the table. Don't get me wrong. John Young's a great server. Andrew Andrew Hiller has a. How did he do it? I guess he just told us consistency. Was he naked when he rubbed your elbow down with oil? I'm mean, not naked, but barely clothed. Maybe one piece of apparel on. You don't even know. It's even it's kinkier than that. We we're on my uh, skate. It was on this big, huge skateboard ramp, looking into my killer fucking little personal gym in my garage. And the sun was on us, and we were both sweating balls. Hey, they could have asked Andrew to fucking promote the film for them.
Eric Weiss, uh, Savon and Hiller contentious relationship at first. I remember the first time Hiller was on the show. The rest is history. Not contentious. I appreciate the. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to fight with you, Eric. But not contentious. Just he had to be hazed. Someone had to haze him. You you can't. He had to be stress tested a little bit. Is he going to know how to play nicely in the sandbox? Everyone has to be hazed. Some people are still trying to haze him. They better fucking watch out. You better not haze him anymore. He's fucking in there. He's at the table. Whisper something into Jesus' ear and get you all fucked up. Hi, Rosie. What's up, girl? Uh, my buddy, uh, Rosie View Photography, will be uh, taking pictures at the games exclusively uh, for Clydesdale Media. Yeah, thank you. Sevy gave him shit, had to test him out. Yeah, you got to test him out. There is a um, uh, uh, a synergy between all the dudes, right? And like you can get in on the synergy or not, and you can figure out how to play nicely in the sandbox or not. There's a synergy in in the. Um, and if you over haze someone, you won't have synergy with them. It's just a gentle hazing back and forth. But there's a a group. Uh, I just tell you, there's a handful more than a little more than a dozen people in the space and there's they're the informal outside media there's even some inside media i would say in the group and um it's the crossfit media illuminati and um yeah like it's um there's no rules um but if you fuck up, you'll know because all of a sudden the, 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 the you'll show up to the meeting and no one will be there. <laughs> the meeting will have moved. And uh, it, it's just civil and it's funny and it's courtship. I'll tell you just two people who are in it, uh, uh, Hiller and Pedro from Coffee Pods and Wads. Not that it's a secret who's in it. It's not. But it's our little group of like, hey, if you know, if you find out that like, I don't know. Uh, the 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 documentary won't be coming out tomorrow. You you might share it with that group in there. You know, you find out stuff. Find out what one of the workouts are workouts are at the games. You might share it in there. Or you might you know allude to help point people in the right direction to where they can also find it out. You pat other people on the back. You you help support the other people's content. Oh, shit. It looks like we're going to get John Hackleman on. I'm pretty excited. Oh, great. Oh, great. Hiller just sent me the video of me in the bathroom shaving. Do not do not do stuff like that. Do you guys ever think I freeze because I stopped talking for so long? Oh, shit. I'm just, uh, uh, where is it? Jo Johnny, I, it's, it's actually, not, I'm just trying to make it sound more fun than it is. It's actually, I'm just trying to. Um, 
Um, act like, pretend like I'm cool. It's really nothing. Dang, I thought it froze. No, I was just texting. Yeah, Hackleman from the pit. Crazy, right? Yeah. Looks like we're going to get Hackleman on. Dude, crazy. Uh, Johnny, when I, I, um, when I first started CrossFit, there would be when the seminars were three days, they would have, or maybe it was even on the two day ones in the mornings at 7 a.m. Uh, the one of the ones I went to, John Hackleman came in and taught a class for like an hour or two hours. It was crazy. And he brought Glover to share with him. Yeah, it was nuts. And I didn't, we didn't even know who Glover was. And I think this is true. Allison would have to re respond to this. I think Allison and I. Went to San Luis Obispo to the pit. Is Allison NYC from the comments? And I want to say that she did grace against Glover. And I want to say it's somewhere on the internet. And Glover did it with <clears throat> a bar that didn't spin with steel plates. Like the biggest plate was like this big. So he had to pull it off the ground. And it was the fastest grace in the world at the time. It was just like over a minute. And he wasn't even a CrossFitter, per se. Like, it was nuts. I want to say she was there for that. It's really fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, reverse curl grace, yeah. Uh, Hackleman and Tony Blower buddies, yeah. I, I I also can remember being around both of them at the same time. They're both very funny. John Hackleman is really funny, and so is uh, Tony Blower. They're very quirky. Uh, Hackleman is very quirky. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Allison versus Glover. He did one thirty five. I can't. She did ninety five probably. I don't know if she she was strong as shit. She's probably one of the better uh, – during her day, heyday, she's probably one of the better CrossFit female athletes in the world. Uh, you guys should buy – you guys should see that movie, by the way. I think you'll like it. I mean, Hill, Hiller's, Hill, Hiller has seen it. We have differing opinions on it. Uh, uh, Andrew will be on the CrossFit Games Update show tomorrow. The uh, he gave uh, Mariah some feedback. The, the what the shit he told me his feedback too. It's kind of brilliant feedback. Holy shit! Is this true? When are you getting Ed Dowd on? He's RFK's treasurer now. You know who I do have scheduled on the schedule? I have this guy, Christian. That's a great question. I have this guy, Jake Cooey, uh, scheduled, who I think has a senior position at RFK's, maybe even the head of it, Children's Fund. Crazy, right? Hey, dude, how smart would it be for whoever the fuck becomes president to put Greg on the fucking, uh, in the cabinet, Greg Glassman in the cabinet? 
He was on London Reels podcast, and it's amazing. Um, uh, oh, Ed Dowd. Yeah, I would love to have him on. For those of you who don't know who Ed Dowd is, I have his book here. Greg actually gave me this book. Greg bought like 50 copies and handed them out. It's called Causes Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. And you can open this book, and it's categorized of people who've died suddenly in the last few years. And you you don't even have to take his word for it. They have um, uh, QR codes. So you can go to uh, and check the guy's source. It's pretty crazy. I don't even know how I'd get him on. You know who his contacts with all those fucking people like that is uh, Emily Kaplan, that lady I had on. She knows everybody. I am not a networker. I do not enjoy networking. I do not want to know a lot of people. That's that's the one downfall I have. Just the only one. Shortcoming. Only shortcoming I have. That and I'm short. Four days of California peptides. Boom. Four days. Right there. Look, no needle marks. BPC-157. That's the one I'm taking. Four days. Uh, she's hot, of course. Oh, who, Emily? Yeah, hot, fit, smart, aggressive. All those things. That she is. She's probably on top a lot. Which is cool, right? Pool boy, you like a girl who's on top a lot? Oh, shit. No. no, I'm not on the juice. I Devesh, I am not on the juice. Stop. I am not. I, I am not on the juice. This is something you inject locally. I can't tell. I, I mean, the elbow feels the elbow feels okay. Uh, not the elbow, the bicep. It's the bicep. The bicep feels okay, but I can't. I don't like. I don't notice anything yet. But I'm in, I'm kind of enjoying it. This new girl I'm dating was on top just before my car got towed. What? You were, you guys were boning and she was on top and you looked out the window and your car was getting towed. So you pushed her off and went down and talked to the tow driver. Like, how, what, what kind of fucking story is that? Wow. Wow. Emily Kaplan, Kaplan gives me Laura Sanko vibes. Holy shit. Here we go. Here we go. Laura Sanko. Laura Sanko. Laura Sanko. You guys are going to love this for those of you who don't know. Good job, RB. Good job, pervert. Laura Sanko, uh, incredible, incredible commentator for the UFC. I mean, like, like 
fucking kind of unbelievable how good she is and how well she knows the game. I just say she's one of the best. And there's just this ridiculous body. With, she just got these huge bolt-ons, hammers. I was DMing with her for a while. I thought she was going to come on the show before she uh, got her commentating, like her, her big commentating gigs. Now she's just fucking on a terror. I should bug her again. I think she's... Uh, I think she's tough as nails, too. I think she got a good uh, jiu-jitsu game, good striking game. Crazy. Arsenko. Now, you know, Johnny also loves Laura. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Laura? Oh. What is this? Andrew. Hartle, I suppose they supply the water now too. Who supplies it? Why does California peptide supply? I think you mean doesn't. Why don't they? Okay, here we go. Here's the here's the, the pool boy sex talk. Here we go. Listen up, everyone. I was parked in San Francisco where she lives. She woke me up for a little slap and tickle at around 7 a.m. Slap and tickle. I assume my car was safe until 9, but I was wrong. Left her place and my car was gone. Wow. I learned that word hammers from um, uh, Travis Bajan taught me that word. Tyson's dad. Hammers. That's what you call titties. Hammers. What a set of hammers. Oh, here we go. Vindicate. Uh, California peptides does supply water, not needles. How do you get the needles? All right. That was the first movie I watched, uh, Retroactive. That's the first movie I've watched. Sat down and actually, I, uh, I almost watched it straight through. At about an hour and 15 minutes, I stopped and I, um, I think I maybe even spoke to Andrew for a minute. And I shot up my peptides. And then, uh, and then I watched the rest of the movie. I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched a movie. Oh, that's not true. I went to the movie theater and I saw the new Spider-Man. Don't even bother. Does California peptide ship to Canada? Isn't it, isn't it weird that you can't just order whatever you want on the internet? You should be able to just get anything. Right? I mean, I'm open to being wrong. Shop? Let's go to shop. Oh, I could go to home and, and I could just ask him on their Q&A, do you ship to Canada? Fill out our, fill out our only form of... Or contact us by phone at your convenience. Do you ship to Canada? Do you ship to Canada? I'll find out. I could call woman to call Sarah. I'll call Sarah. This will be funny. 
Sarah. Here we go. Let's ask her. Dude, uh, I got my new gold Vindicate CEO shirts. I should have worn one today. Holy shit, they're nice. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not much better. Much. Muy. Uh, Karina Pace, I'm late. Is my picture better? Muy bueno. Mwah. Fantastico. Seema boobs. She will get back pretty quickly. Oh boy. Oh boy. Getting feedback from this podcast we just did. Oh. Uh uh. Oh. Uh it's tomorrow. You are not on. Did I call Pedro? He's in Europe. Can Pedro talk right now? What time is it there? It's eight hours ahead. Why the fuck is he awake? He just texted me. How could he possibly be awake? You will be asleep. You will be asleep. He just asked me if he will be on the CrossFit Games podcast tomorrow. No, you can be asleep. You're, you're fucking Irish. Is there a shut up and scribble today? Oh, that's a good question. Let's we'll call them too. Fuck it. Isn't it normally today? That's a great question. Why am I not promoting that show? Uh, who should I? I'll call Taylor. I almost feel bad calling um, Jr. He has like kids and shit. He's like he's like a real adult. When I talk to Jr., I feel like I'm talking to someone who's older than me. Let's see if Taylor answers. Uh, Pedro just texted me. I was going to set an alarm and get up. Oh, shit. Now he's threatening me. Hey. Okay, fuck it. Call JR. In the name of... Uh, in the name of work. Thanks, you guys. for This is kind of cool because I'm getting in my work today, but with you guys here. It's like I'm working, but I have you guys keeping me company. It's kind of awesome. Appreciate it. You're at Taylor's gym, Chris? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Small world. What's the website for peptides? Look at Hey, uh, we're live on the air. Are you doing a show today? Uh, yeah, 2 o'clock. 2 p.m. my time? Pacific Standard Time? Uh, No. 10 your time, so, or 11 your time, so 2 Eastern. Okay, so an hour and 46 minutes, you'll be live with Taylor. Yes. Okay, thanks, dude. Bye. Jer Howell, confirming that there is a show today. 
Um, how am I supposed to keep eye contact with Seema? <laughs> I didn't even mean to bump that, but yeah, it's crazy. Those are crazy. You're not supposed to. Uh, I was gonna, oh, uh, uh, full this week. I will try you again in three weeks. Sorry. I feel bad. Super bad, but a little bad. Supreme Court rules against affirmative action. Uh, you mean legalized racism? Upending decades of precedent. Oh, my God. I cannot tell you the stuff that some of you guys send me is so disheartening. Around affirmative action and shit like that. Some of you who have uh, access to like accounting for government agencies or schools or shit like that. Oh, here we go. Hey, I'm live on the air. What's up? Do you have a you have a show today in an hour and uh, forty five minutes? Yeah, me and Jr. Okay, cool. I'm listening to uh, the real Anthony Fauci. Have you read that book? No, is it good? Dude, it's crazy. The RFK book. Did you see the interview he did on Decision Desk? No. Some reporter. Hey, is RFK juice to the gills? I don't know. I he's got to be on TRT because he he looks like you would look if you had muscle. Oh, shut your face. Bye. Good luck today on your show. I love you. Bye. Asshole. He said I would look. He said RFK looks how I would look if I had muscle. Oh, gross. I did not see that. Did you see lab-grown meat is approved for retail? Ugh. Katie, you kind of look like my sister. I don't have an issue with him being on TRT, get juice to the gills, but it's just weird that in the post that RFK does where it shows him doing push-ups on his Instagram, it says, I will st- I will basically, uh, I will get us back on the track of healthy living without needles and pharma. And it's like, dude, you're clearly on fucking something. Oh, you are Rosie's sister? Is that really true? That's crazy. You look like you could be my sister. He probably he probably has justified also being on TRT for some reason having to do with his voice. I think he like he his vocal cords need to get uh, juiced up. Oh, look at this! Is this better not be Hiller who wrote this? Oh yeah, it's fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Excuse me. All right, great show, Mariah Moore. We had an up we, we we had an up and down. If you ever want to see an interesting um podcast, I interviewed her and Heber and Marsden one time on the CrossFit podcast. And I kind of had an up and down relationship with those three. But I could be making it up too in my head. I just always assumed they didn't like me. But it didn't matter to me. I need I I got great work out of them. They were fucking workhorses and they did great shit. But man, the shit that I would hear that they said about me was fucking crazy. Just angry, an- angry uh, worker be shit. But, um, but fuck, they were all good.
Sevon, did you see the Texas professor got fired for teaching X and Y chromosomes as the basis for determining sex? Holy shit. No, that's awesome. Uh, Paulina, she, wow, Paulina, you must have been 12 when that episode came out. That's a good episode of the CF podcast. Yeah, I thought it was good too. It was pretty real, right? Like we kind of got into it a little bit. I think it was a love-hate relationship. I can't imagine anyone just like straight hating me. Like part of you has to be like, well, I know he said that girl's boobs were nice, but he's not a total scumbag. He's, he's right. Her boobs are nice. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm texting with Pedro. I don't want him to like, oh, good. Can't wait to have you on. Good. So he's going to set his alarm in a couple weeks. And um, he's going to, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. He's going to, um, he's going to set his alarm because Pedro's in Ireland. So he's going to come on the CrossFit Games podcast in a couple weeks and he's going to set his alarm, he said. I mean, fuck, he's awake now. I could send him a link now and just be like, hey, come on now for a second. Let's, let's, oh, oh, shit. What if he stays on too long? Fuck it. I'm going to send him a, uh, I'm going to send him a link now. Um, <clears throat> oh. Uh, Pe- Pedro, why are you awake? Do you want to come on now for a second? Uh, uh, uh-oh. Having some trauma on the back end happen. Did anyone tell me, can anyone help me and ask me if, uh, or ask me and tell me if, uh, if yesterday's show is up yet? Fuck, I wish I could tell you guys what's going on back here. Fun, juicy shit. You guys would love it. Oh, it's 5.20 p.m. in Ireland. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. Well, fuck. Thank you. Okay. Oh, okay. Got it. Invited Pedro on. He says it's 5.20 p.m. there right now. Why wouldn't he be awake? And he, and he said, I think he'd be fine with me sharing this. I can't come on now. Um, I have to help with the kids, and I can't bring myself to put the idea of me nipping off for a while to my wife. What does that mean, nipping off? That's English talk, nipping off? You can't even say nipping. Isn't nipping a derogatory term for Asians, nipping? Oh, pinch. Pinch or sharply, pinch off. So pinching, pinching off. Right. I thought nipping was when you sit around and just made fun of Asian people. What were you doing yesterday? Went to Chinatown and was just, you know, nipping. Okay. 
All right. Thanks. Great show, guys. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Someone else. I'm going to the skate park today. Uh, if anyone wants to come see me, come see me there. I'll be there with my kids hanging out. Uh, I'll be at one skate park from 10.15 to 12, and then we will take off to another skate park. My kids are getting good. It's fun. It's like really fun watching them now. Um, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I guess should promote um, tomorrow. Should, oh no. Okay. So in an hour and uh, thirty-seven minutes, you'll have Jr. Howell and uh, Taylor, uh, two of the best in the biz, uh, talking about whatever the fuck they're going to talk about. They will keep you fully uh, entertained and engaged. It's a short and tight show. They don't fuck around like I do. Uh, tomorrow, oh, tomorrow I have the Fluffy Duck on. Uh, it's, that's going to be great. Uh, I forget the guy's name, Josh Parrot or Parrot. And then tomorrow night we have the CrossFit Games Update Show at 6.30 p.m., and that will be myself, Andrew Hiller, John Young, and uh, Mr. Bill Grundler. And then Saturday morning I've tried to schedule Greg Glassman to be back on. All right. And then Sunday, a live call-in show. The shows with Gregory should be live call-in shows, too. Should open up the phone line let people just call in. Uh, Sevi, my five-year-old, is doing his first Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament in August. Any suggestions? Yeah, take a shitload of deep breaths. It was so fucking stressful for me. And, um, and if he doesn't do it, no hard feelings. Like, just whatever. And don't answer any of his questions. Like, my kid had all these questions. Like, hey, do I have to do it? Can, uh... Will you come with me? I just didn't say anything. I just stayed quiet. Every time he asked me a question, I just held his hand or kissed him on the head. I didn't do any of that shit. I just, um, I just, just keep, keep moving towards the target. Do not engage in the discourse. Keep moving towards the target. I, the first five tournaments, my kids were, were like, I swear to God, I'm not doing it. And then I just stayed quiet and eventually they did it. One of my one of my kids were nine tournaments in, and he's still really. I he's done fewer than even though I've paid the money every time. I would say he's decided against walking out onto the field of battle more times than not. My other two kids, after like five tournaments, they're just game. They just do it now. It's awesome. It's awesome. Hey, and if you see something you don't like, like if 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 during the tournament, like. There, someone says to you like, hey, we didn't have a kid for you to go against. He's going to go against this other kid. Find out how much that kid is, how long he's been to j doing jiu-jitsu, and how old they are. Do not let your kid – those fucking idiots who run jiu-jitsu tournaments will put your kid in a situation that's not safe. You have to be – you have to be watching your kid. You will hate yourself if your five-year-old gets slammed by a fucking six-year-old and never wants to compete again. You will hate yourself. So just watch your kid. I something like that happened to me. I don't want to talk about it right now, but fuck, man. Just be so vigilant. Do not be like that fucking cuck I showed in the video yesterday. You know that fucking white guy who's who's there with his wife and his kid who's crying because they arrested a man who threatened his family and son with a knife because I don't want that guy to think that I'm a bad white person. It's like motherfucker, he just fucking threatened your family with a knife. Do not be that guy. That's it. Not that you would, Christian. I'm just saying. Why do you have so much chalk on your back? Why do you have so much chalk on your back? 
Soon. Flat Earth Guy's coming on soon. He had to reschedule. I need to watch his movie. Alex, you Flat Earther? The the hib, hib, Hibbler effect, yeah. Uh, you just called a bunch of black belts and jiu-jitsu idiots. Yeah, I did. You mean because they're the judges? Yeah, I did. Half those guys out there, yeah, I did. I don't even think Seema, Seema Boobs has real boobs. I think she's flat-chested. I'm a full flat earther. She's flat-chested. The earth is flat. All right. Bye-bye.